0: This is the Dos Cerro Podcast, a weekly show devoted to football in Mexico, the U.S., and beyond. If you are a pocho, puma, regio, chiva, cholo, Presa, tigre, tapatio, chilango, or even a Methodist, pull up a chair, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the next 90 minutes of heated football debate. Thus begins... The Dosasero Podcast. Good evening, everybody. This is the Cero Podcast, uh, Yamerito Production. Thank you for joining us again on our usual, customary Wednesday night, sometime around nine uh, nine p.m. Central Time slot. We have a very full show for you tonight. Thank you for joining us. My name is John Jagu. And as always, we have a uh, very eclectic and varied panel with us tonight that are discuss a few things with us this week. Some of the topics we'll be discussing tonight, of course, is the upcoming Super Clasico between Cuba America and Guadalajara that's going to happen this weekend. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? Who's going to be crying at the end of the game? all those questions will be answered. We're also going to talk about, uh, in keeping the topic with the Superclásico, where are all the ídolos? There's, there's players on these teams that people like, but where, where are the guys that people would would, would die to see play, people would, would, would kill their own mother for tickets to see these guys play? Those guys don't seem to be around anymore. We'll also be discussing that. We have to talk about uh, uh, Carlos Pulet Peña and his little... Many controversy this week. Hopefully, uh, within the next few minutes, Joel Aceves, our Chivas Insider, will join us and give us information in regard to that. And we have some other topics for you guys that we'll be discussing here on the Los Acero podcast. And again, we are broadcasting live on YouTube if you want to uh, give us your questions or comments there. And then, as you know, we will be uh, publishing this to iTunes a little bit later in the week so you can listen to the show at your leisure. Once again, my name is John Jagu. Glad to have you with us tonight, the Dos Acero Podcast. With us tonight, we have all the way in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, a man who is just itching to talk about his, his team, his favorite team in the world, not the Philadelphia Eagles. <gasps> Ronnie Deluna, how are you this evening, sir? How
1: are you doing, John? How you? How's everybody else doing?
0: We're all doing very well. Are you confident, Ronnie? Do you do you feel that, uh, that this one's in the bag for you? Yeah, it's in the bag. Are you ready to have bragging rights for the next? I don't know, four or five months, whenever they play again. Yep. Yeah, I'm ready. So. I ready. You're you're, you're ready. It's uh it's it's already. They might as well not even play the game. Just put the, the the two zero up on the scoreboard and be done with it.
1: I'm thinking 3-0. 3, zero.
0: three zero. Well, well, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Over in uh, across uh, Travis County, we have with us tonight Albert El Chiquis Campa. Albert, how's it going, sir?
2: Hey, going good. How's it going?
0: Everything going all right for you out there?
2: Yeah, yeah. Everything. You've been, been
0: enjoying our couple of days of rain we've had.
2: Yeah, I fertilized uh yesterday or whenever. So Oh so it all
0: got washed away. Good for you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> washed You'll have to fertilize again.
2: <laughs> yeah. So it's all good.
0: You'll have to tell us your uh your your Odyssey to request credentials from Femex Food. that doesn't seem like it's uh Uh, a a task that's probably a little tougher than it should be, but you you can fill us in on that later.
2: We're making progress on it. Yeah, it's
0: excellent. Over in uh, Escondido, California, another area that had a nice little downpour, we have uh, with us uh, the biggest Santos fan this side of the Pecos, Daniel Preciado, how are you, sir? I'm
3: excellent, John. Good evening, boys.
0: Did, uh, did you enjoy Santos' victory over Atlas, or did you enjoy the the girl that they showed walking up the stairs more? Be honest.
3: I liked I liked that part. That was probably the most entertaining part of the game. Um, but I'm just glad they won, even though it wasn't exactly deserved, I guess. But had to whatever. overcome even a,
0: even a Rafa Marquez goal, so it was, it was a good win for Santos. They're, uh, they're positioning themselves well for, uh, for a nice run not just in the Liga MX, but also in the Copacan Champions, which we'll talk about a little bit later as well. And, of course, up in Connecticut, a man who just uh, spent the last five minutes speaking in his Argentine accent, making sure that he has his Javes to get into his apartamento. Christian Vélez, how are you, sir?
4: Hey, John, how you doing? Uh, a good, warm welcome to everybody. Um, yeah, that was interesting, uh, you know, it's always like these little little windows of time when you find sh- stuff out, you know. People sneak into your apartment and, and whatever, but that's fine. You know, you guys heard it all. I mean, it's fine. Uh, I just wanna just wanna give a shout out to uh, Emmanuel. Emmanuel is um, is a uh, he's a guy I played soccer with sporadically over the years, and he works at a local Mexican restaurant. And I got to see him this week, and uh, I got him uh, to listen to the podcast. I don't know if he's listening tonight, but he probably will at some point. So I just want to say. Uh, Hello, and uh, you know we're we're doing well. We're excited to be here tonight.
0: Well, glad that you're with us, and of course later on we'll be uh, joined by our 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 Chivas contingency, uh, namely uh, Joel Aceves and Juan Uribe, who went to his first MLS game as a member of the Fourth Estate, the Working Press, and he will give us a little insight as to what it's like to cover the LA Galaxy from will look to be a very nice vantage point from the press box. It's uh one of those stadiums where the press box is still right in the middle of the, you know, in the on like on the fifty yard line or in midfield. Lately the new stadiums that are being built, all the press boxes are sticking them in the in the corners of the stadium, so the vantage point isn't as nice. So we'll hear a vantage point from Juan Uribe, and of course we'll hear Joel Aceves's La Bandera segment talk to us about all the great uh, Chivas Farandula that he has been hearing over the past couple of days. It is Classical Week, so I'm sure that there's uh, a lot of juicy details that Joel Aceves can give us when in relation to Chivas Guadalajara, which incidentally tonight, I don't know if anybody was watching, but they were playing their Copa MX game, and they started the game not in a rainstorm, but a hailstorm. It was hailing in Guadalajara. It, it looked like snow, but no, it was, it was hail. And uh for for any of you folks that have uh live in Mexico, or grew up in Mexico, or, or spent any time in Mexico, hail is a very common weather phenomenon, so it wasn't necessarily that big a deal. And they don't get like the baseball size hail that people get out in the in the prairie. No, it's like not even pea size. It's like it's like French pea size hail that they get uh, down in Mexico. But it was very interesting. Well, gentlemen, I guess we should jump right into it. We'll talk about the game that everyone wants to talk about. Of course, I'm talking about the Clásico Norteño between Tigres... No, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about the Super Clásico. No one wants to talk about the Clásico Norteño. The one guy who wants to talk about it is not even on the show tonight, and that's Fernando Regino. who you would think that after his um, Rayados were able to take care of business against Tigres 1-0, that he would be you know, all over this and, 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 and monopolizing time, but he's not even around. So we're going to have to talk about the uh, Super Clásico instead, the Chivas Guadalajara... El Clásico Nacional, the biggest game of the year, every year, every season. Sometimes the games are bigger. Sometimes the stakes are higher. In this case, it just seems like uh, one team is a heavy favorite and the other one's just hoping not to embarrass themselves. Ronnie, you're an America fan. Uh, Please, before I... uh, America! Please tell us about how America's approaching this game.
1: Ah... well, I, I think uh, they're taking the, the game, you know, seriously. Obviously, they're not. Uh, I mean, from the, the press conferences that I've heard from the, some of the players and the coaches, is that you know they're obviously they know that Chivas is in in a rut, but that these games, you know, you know the, 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 these type of games can bring the best out of any team, even depending, you know, independent of how they are, you know, in, uh, in the in the tables, in the league table standings. Um, but I, I think after the the game where America lost four uh, one with Tigres, obviously you know bouncing back was a plus. Uh, the game with Guatemoc you know Blanco being uh, paid a tribute for his time and what he did for the club. Obviously, you know Americanismo right now is very strong.
0: So do you think that because of that then America is a uh, regardless of the fact that this is the classico, they throw the records out, they're still a heavy favorite and they should have no problem winning the Guadalajara. Where frankly Guadalajara actually for the past few years has not done well at home in this game anyway. So
1: No, you're right, you're right. The America actually, you know, has the better of them. Um I, I just think overall America's functioning better as a team. Uh, than Chivas, you know, you know, obviously I mean the 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 tables tell you that, you know, the, the Chivas is fighting a relegation battle, so there's just a, it seems a, there seems to be a lot more pressure with Chivas right now. So
2: it it'll no. be. Speaking of Chivas, if America loses, it would be an embarrassment. Just like you guys want have lost the
0: MLS. You know, if America lost, I would want I would put a gun in my, my mouth and pull the trigger. Well, I mean, and, Chivas and make also, a Chivas fan clean up the mess.
1: Chivas lost right now, obviously with uh with Dorados. Uh, there's the you know the, the whole thing that's going on with Gullit Peña obviously you know uh you know, a, a lot of people you know are mad at Omar Bravo cuz you know from what was it a week ago or 2 weeks ago where he missed that penalty i think um, Angel Reina so i mean right now i mean a lot of the articles that i'm reading in in Chivas is is just all the bad signings that they've had in the past couple of years so it, it just seems to me there's just a lot of negativity around that club. You uh, know, you
0: started talking about Chivas, and I mean, it, it's, it's, I don't think it's a coincidence well, that, well, that Joel Aceves finally joined the podcast. I think it's kind of like when we say La Volpe three times and Fernando shows up, you start talking bad about Chivas, and Joel pops out of nowhere to defend his team. Joel, how are you doing tonight?
5: Hello, John. Pretty good.
0: Yeah? Are you Pretty confident,
5: good. Joel? Uh, Quietly confident? Not really, no.
0: No. So you think, that like, 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 uh, like Ronnie's saying that that it should be a comfortable win for for Cuba America?
5: No, I wouldn't say comfortable, but they are favorites. They were saying I was reading an article there. They they are expected to be the home team.
0: So they're gonna have more people at at, at the Omni Life rooting for America than there are for Chile's.
1: Keep in mind, America was the first team to fill up the stadium over there.
0: I mean, they they even You're had
1: absolutely they even brought, right. They even brought in Manchester United, and they didn't fill up the Omni Life. America was actually the first team to actually fill up stadium. So it's, it's, it's all those
5: Chilangos that ran away from the '86 earthquake.
0: So is that like you know how uh, they say that uh, you know when New Orleans had their had their flood and, and that awful stuff that happened during <laughs> Katrina? that all the crime went to Houston, and is that what you're saying, in Guadalajara? <laughs> Pretty much. All the much. Mexico City crime went to Guadalajara, all the NACOs went to Guadalajara, and that's Ruined why the gene the ball as well. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. <laughs> if, that's, if that's the case, then why are there so many Chivas that go to the Angel when you know they win something, they go to the Angel to celebrate? I mean, there's obviously a lot of Chivas fans in Guadalajara. I mean, in Mexico City.
5: Oh, you're confusing me. You, do you mean that Minerva?
0: No, no, no. I, I'm saying at the Angel in oh, Mexico my... City. When you know the well once that, you know the ten year event when Chivas wins the championship, they go to the <laughs> Para
5: Ten year Oh man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't lived in the FA. I've been there but I've never I don't you know I don't know what it's like. Yeah.
0: So you you mentioned earlier this week, Coed, <clears throat> that that you, you have a, an America jersey but you but you use it to wash the car. It's it's my dog's chew toy now. Now it's your dog's chew toy. <laughs> so what, what what what's the next step in the process? Would that be like 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 your dog's something that you put in the dog's house so you can sleep on it? Or would you use it to like to clean up the unfortunate accidents that your dog might have?
5: No, just just till the dog uh you know, chews through it. Recycles it naturally.
0: And so then you buy a new America shirt and and the process starts all over.
5: No, I wouldn't I wouldn't buy it.
0: No, did, did now this shirt that you have? Did you buy it or did somebody give it to you, or yeah, did you it find was, it in it the was, trash?
5: was, yeah, it was gifted.
0: Who who would give you an America? It wasn't it wasn't Ronnie? Ronnie didn't you give could, you a
5: shirt. You could find for Americanistas listening. You could find a lot of America shirts in uh, at Ross. They're
0: That's like, very true. You know, I they're have like, seen, they're, they're like ten dollars. Ten
2: dollars, yeah, I've seen that. Barcelona shirts too. Yeah,
5: not the original one though. They'll do like. A, no, they got a training
2: one. I've seen originals. Well, yeah, oh, yeah the tra- training kids.
0: For the folks that don't know, and maybe Ronnie can help us out with this, why is this game why is this game considered the Clasico Nacional Ronnie? What 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 makes this game so important in the in, in, in the the tapestry of the Liga MX season? Why is this the game that everyone looks at and go, this is the game I have to watch?
1: Well it's it's uh, it's not an easy answer. Um uh, throughout the history of the of the Mexican League there's been numerous derbies that were as passionate if not more. Um one being Atlante Necaxa. It's a but, very
0: passionate uh, the, Ascenso.
1: Classico
0: well, Classical Ascenso.
1: Well no 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 no. Actually that was that was probably perhaps the, the most fiercest one uh, Atl- uh Atlanta Necaxa. We're talking back in the nineteen thirties and forties. Sure.
0: No, there were two uh, of the original one of the original teams, It makes sense.
1: Yes, I mean they're uh they're, they're actually I think they're celebrating their uh their centennials as well either this year or next year. Um and so I mean they're they're right up there. Um Necaxa fell out of favor uh, in the nineteen fifties when or I'm sorry, they actually fell out of favor when the league went professional in 1943.
0: So for they eight, were they were a union, right? They were like the electricians. Yeah,
1: they, yeah, they they were the electricians. So they didn't they didn't uh, the, the owners didn't want to pay the players. So for eight years they ceased to exist. They didn't exist. So um, believe it or not, a lot of fans started ado- uh, adopting Guadalajara back in those days because of the stripes. Um. So anyhow, so that, that Clásico fell out of favor. Obviously, the, the Spanish Clásico, which was also very huge, which was Asturias in España, that fell out of favor in, also in the 1950s when uh, they were basically thrown out of the league because of uh, anti-Spanish sentiments. Um, and it, it just, it just kind of happened by, I wouldn't say accident, but the whole Chilango provincia, you know, People from the capital and people from the provinces—that uh, sort of socioeconomic, you know, uh, angle was kind of used. Sure.
0: Now, for folks that don't know, like I'm a Chilango. Yeah. I grew up in Mexico City, so to me, the whole rest of the country is La Provincia. So yeah, yeah. Please, please continue.
1: So, I mean, obviously, that that had that fueled a lot of it uh, in '59. Uh, uh America was purchased by uh, obviously Televisa or Telesistema the owner of what would become Televisa. So it, it just you know they invested a lot of money and um at the time, you know Chivas they were the good guys and America just you know you know started investing money and before you know it, you know, they started competing.
0: So America because wanted to be the bad guys to the good guys that that, that, that Chivas
1: well, yeah, yes, I mean Escarrega. Uh, they wanted to be Azcaraga's, the field. Yeah, uh Yeah, uh, grandfather did actually did say that. You know, the, he goes, "They're the good guys in the movie. We, we don't right. want to be in the bad guys."
0: Right. They wanted uh, to armar amar la bronca to get the ratings, and thus, over the years. Yes. So I mean, there's
1: and a, a lot of things like for you know, there's also another you know a quote that uh, also caused an uproar when uh, there was this one season where uh, Jose Antonio Roca. Said uh, the best way to or best way to dial Guadalajara is two zero two zero two zero, and and he was basically making fun of the team from Guadalajara because uh, America had gone over there to to Guadalajara and beat you know all the Guadalajara teams, all the Tapatio teams, uh, two zero two zero two zero.
0: Another reason said why it. this is called a sort of podcast,
1: that's right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I mean, uh, I mean, I've I mean, from you know magazines and books that I have, and you know. Articles that I've, you know, that are that are that I read. I mean, the back in the '60s and you know '70s. I mean, when Mexico would play, and they would have national teams. You know, they said that most of the guys that were from the provinces would would basically, you know, just you know just talk and and and. and I mean, they could barely and, tie their shoes. <laughs> no, that they, I mean, that they wouldn't really. You know, establish any sort of friendships with the guys from the capital because of you know the differences. Well, they were you know, intimidated, obviously. You know,
0: somebody from Mexico City, you know, you, you have to hold them in high respect. Well, I, I understand mean, that completely.
1: Uh, to a certain degree, I guess the people from the Mexico City were a little bit more educated.
0: Well, without question. I mean, I mean, let's, let's not mince words here. I mean, that's exactly what was going on.
1: <laughs> so I mean, the, yeah. There's, it, there's. I mean it, it's not so much I mean it's not as much as like you know the socioeconomics of like let's say uh you know Barcelona you know Real Madrid where it's you know
0: more political
1: it, it was more political or it wasn't as religious you know as 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 Rangers Celtic and stuff like
0: that it just so had it to sounds be more to me that that this rivalry is more of a made for TV one of the, the first made for TV rivalries because of the fact that the you know the villain or the bad guy so. –
1: Well, no, no. I, I mean, to the, to an extent, yes. But I mean, the whole Chilango thing, you know that that runs. I mean, even even today, I mean, that's still you know, you know, in Chilango in many parts, is, you know, some people still take offense at.
0: I don't not know as, why not, we're,
1: we're, not, we're we're such lovely people. No, I mean, not as much as it used to. But I mean, it, it used to be you know you you wouldn't just say that to somebody. You was know, like pinche Chilango or something like that.
0: Well, no one would. I mean, no one would ever say that to a Chilango. It's not to their face because you have to say, "Sí, señor, aquí estoy para servirle, señor. ¿Cómo le puedo ayudar, señor? ¿Cómo le puedo atender, por favor?" Yeah, yeah, I, I totally understand that. Now, Joel said that he uses his America shirt as his dog's chew toy. What Chivas item do you use as a common household object?
1: I uh, I don't spend my money on them.
0: You so you don't want to sell. You don't want to support them. So you don't have like a Chivas
6: toilet brush or anything.
0: No. No. Not
6: even
0: a uh, Chivas dildo? No. <laughs> I no. didn't know there was such a thing. You know, we didn't say La Volpe three times, so you've come on your own, Fernando. Fernando Regi- uh, Regino has joined us, fresh from a a victory in the Clásico Norteño, which I was I was surprised you took it. Either you were very busy not being social on social media, which is very possible. Or you know you just you know you were very very calm about the whole victory. I was uh, I was very impressed. So well, so uh, I, the, go the, ahead the, go ahead Fernando. You know, just, the, like, the
6: outcome was not in question. It was just how it was going to be done. That's really it.
0: Now, I'm going to ask you one more time. Last week <clears throat> Tigres was playing Real Salt Lake in the Conca Champions. Did you or did you not? I'm not saying you had to root for a team. Did you or did you not root against Diggs?
6: Well, you know, at this point, it doesn't matter who I root for, you know, because no matter what, DC United or MLS United just don't have enough to take on United. That's not the
0: question I asked you. You are Duh, you are jumping you, you are pivoting, you are pivoting.
4: Just just cannonball into the yeah. pool. Just just give me just something, say man. Just say it. You know, just please.
6: So, well, well, you know, I'm just, uh, that's all I got to say about that, you know. It's uh, pretty simple. Liga, uh, Liga MX teams, no matter how crappy they are, you know, they're going to make it through. Look at Querétaro. Trash. Look at Santos. You know, but they, they're they making it in La, in La Liga Campeones. So.
5: You, you know what, though? On, on that note, Mexican teams that play international tournaments, they usually don't do that good in league play. So that, that benefited, that helped. Monterrey beat Tigres. Absolutely. And just just like Chivas, it helped them beat Queretaro. <laughs> well, you know Even
4: that's then,
6: a that's
5: a good excuse. Well, Humas is throwing their that. game today. They're I think they're losing like.
0: No, they, they lost. It's over. They sent us. Uh, uh that's, right? that's a topic we'll discuss a little later.
5: Yeah, and it's part yeah. of the reason you know they yeah. they wanted to. At this point, they decided to favor the league.
0: Well, Which, it's because they just don't have a depth. As you were saying <laughs> for the please.
6: Yeah, they don't have depth, so I can understand why they, if they can only compete in one league, they're just gonna have to pick and choose.
0: I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> it's gonna happen.
6: Um, you know, it hasn't I happened. It hasn't. Okay. What? No, well, no. I, no, I was, I was
0: waiting it. for someone to chime in about teams that were able to handle both, but it didn't happen. It'll <clears> happen <throat> a little bit later. John. Yes. I was just ask,
3: no, I was just gonna ask if. Um, if Monterrey um, is taking part in any um, international competition.
0: Monterrey is not taking part in any international because they haven't qualified for any international competition. And, in fact, Wait, no, the last time Monterrey played in the Libertadores, they played the entire tournament with a reserve team, yeah. which, frankly, I found offensive.
4: Wait, don't, don't we already know who qualified for the CONCACAF Champions League for next year? For well, Mexico? we have two that have
0: already qualified up. The Tigres and Pumas have qualified. And then the two finalists from this this year's tournament will then fill out the. Uh, right now, Tigres is or uh, uh, Rayados is playing the very prestigious Copa Corona MX. Is
4: oh, is please!
6: Right now. <laughs> well, you know, uh, if if, uh, if Monterrey makes it to the Champions League next, you know, you already know who's going to be winning it. So.
0: Well, Monterrey does very well when they play in the Champions League. Like, they don't necessarily do well when they go and play in the Club World Cup.
3: Did he say if?
0: No, I oh, think he said yeah. when. I think he said when. Okay, oh,
3: okay. I was okay. just, yeah, just curious. He's okay. fully
0: expecting Mon- Monterrey. I almost did it. You know, I know that the Academia Española <laughs> is listening. I did not say Monterrey. I said Monterrey. I being mean, very careful with how I pronounce it. Just call them La Pandilla and I don't have to worry about it.
4: Know, it. We're we're talking about, uh,
0: we were talking about...
3: You're progressing the, well, though, John, because, like... Previously, you would actually go ahead and say it. This time, you actually stopped short.
0: I did, I did, but I'll, I'll probably say it a little bit later. Hey,
6: now I hope we're so. talking.
0: Yes, please. Who's, I was
6: going to say the learning, accepting that there's a problem and first step
0: and Now you found the solution. Good job. Look, I I will say this about Monterrey. They have easily the best stadium, and that that new stadium is gorgeous. Aside from its little ventilation issue, it just it's it's really 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 nice. It's, uh, it, right it's a, it, it is going to make Tigres want to upgrade their stadium within the next 4 or 5 years. And I fully the expect there to be a new stadium in Mexico City in Mexico City within the next 10. No,
6: the I didn't That they I already, didn't like
2: the stadium, man. The the everything seems so in order like all the all the rows in Monterrey. I mean they had a good fan base and like they were loud, but I seem to like the the Volcan a lot better where there's a bunch of disorder in, like in the on the corner where the where the uh the locals are. That's I
6: because think. they don't have seats.
2: I know, there's no seats. It's just like. Yeah, it's men. fresh. Of course, it's going to. So, so, like in Monterrey, they're just sitting there, like, sip, uh, sipping cups of teas and sipping a cup of tea. Really?
0: So, you're saying yeah. that they're tea sips? Tea sips at the.
2: Yeah, at Dang. The... Uh, you're gonna just, man, you know? You're just going to take that
0: burn? No, now, let me ask nice. you this. When they sip their tea, do they stick their pinky out, you know, because they're so classy, or, or do they keep it tucked in?
2: They're the fresas in Monterrey over <laughs> there.
0: Well, there's, there's no question that is because, I mean,. You know Monterrey, You know the Tigres is like the people's team because it you know represents the university, the public university. Monterrey where they played was Monterrey Monterrey Tech, you know the Tecnológico, which is a private school. It's kind of like the UADG or some of the other private schools that are you know in and around the. the so there is a little bit of truth to that. In fact, the the Tecnológico has campuses all over the all over the country, but that's a topic for for another day. Now back to back to the Clásico, and I was I was talking to. To Joel about his America shirt. And then, and then Ronnie said that he refuses to buy anything Chivas related because even if it's negative, it's still because of the licensing supporting Chivas in, in, in some way. So no Chivas toilet he, paper. He no just Chivas says Chivas that, John. I, mean, just says sure. that, I know yeah. he has
5: magazines and, and uh, DVD videos for his
6: uh, I, I know his black collection. Beef,
1: a... uh, Joel is right. I do have a lot of. Uh... You know, videos and you know, magazines and books. I mean, I Are mean, am obviously...
0: a secret Chivas fan? Are you a no, Chivas fan? No,
1: I have, I have a bunch of stuff on Tigres, Toluca, America, Necaxa, una Cruz Azul. Mm-hmm. I mean, before, I mean, I, I know. Look, before internet, people read. You know,
0: books and magazines. What the old fashioned book?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Called me old fashioned. Interesting. But I'm, I'm gonna say, i mean, I think you are a uh, you're a secret you want you secretly want chivas to do well
1: so no, I mean keep in mind, like for example, I posted on Twitter a couple you know I've actually posted it a couple times like that uh, football total, you know the football the magazine football total from what twelve years ago we had got proyecto chivas the ambitious uh,
0: now let me ask you this now that it hasn't happened, honestly, are the pages sticking together <laughs> <laughs> Yes, they <laughs> are. I understand and then, now.
1: And then, and then I'll, I also took a, a photo of the book, that was written back in like in the in the sixties no seventies, uh, no sixties late sixties no yeah seventies. Hubo un equipo campeonísimo, you know. And I'm going to write the book that there was a team in the first division once Chivas goes down.
0: Probably by the end of next year.
1: Yes, I'm hoping. Yeah, we'll I'll have a to write team that book and
0: compete with them next year for the for the sense. So no, that's, that's a that's a very noble and ambitious project. I wish you, I wish you luck with it. Now today I was watching the Champions League. I was able to watch the early game between uh, Zenit Saint Petersburg and Benfica out of Lisbon, and Raúl Jiménez made a fantastic play of uh, his his. Uh, <clears throat> was able to turn, uh, volley a little bit, and then had this amazing shot on goal that ended up being parried off the goalie and off the crossbar, and then his teammate, a uh, guy by the name of Gaetan, was able to score. And it made me realize that, you know, if if, if he wasn't at Benfica and he didn't get sold to Atletico Madrid last year, he would probably right now be the the máximo ídolo de, of, uh, of America, Club of America if he would have stayed. I don't think there's a a doubt in my mind. I mean, the guy is (laughs) supremely talented. There's no question. And it got me thinking, you know, especially with with Cuauhtémoc retiring the way he did. And and the juxtaposition of the shots was incredible because they they both had very similar plays. Raul Jiménez hits a ball from 35 yards out on a rope, hits the crossbar. I mean, you get just the ball never moved. A demo shot, you know, came off a forty-three-year-old man's leg. that just kind of went like a little globito and then hit the, and hit the post. But you know, obviously, he was the last, you know, major major idol from either team, from uh, Chivas and from America, uh, t- to play in the Clasico. And you know, if 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 we had the situation where we were in maybe fifteen twenty years ago. I think it's safe to say that right now, the, the, if, if, if they hadn't have left, the ídolos right now for, for both teams would be Chicharito, obviously, for Chivas and Raúl Jiménez for for, uh, for America. So my question to you all is, where are these ídolos? Where is Mexico going to get these, 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 these transcendent figures to help them market their teams and market the leagues?
4: Well, America, America already, has, already has their next title, and that's obviously that Ruben Sambuesa. No, not Darwin Quintero, por Dios. Dude, Ruben be has
0: been playing in the league for ten years.
4: Right, but I mean, you know, the guy has been at América for what three years? Is there a player on that team over the over this amount of time that embodies what América, you know, what they're all about? Come he is I mean, cheat.
0: You're absolutely right. He he cheats. So there's no Well, here he,
4: right. he, here here's the thing. It's not, and, and
1: the, well, there's a reason why people, you know, Americanistas love Sambu. It is very difficult to win. At America, meaning you know, win the press, win the fans, and stuff. Yeah, and he's actually done that, and he's done it, and he's done it. So in but, that respect, but, you know,
4: he's done it with what he's done in the field. I mean, uh, when when he came when he came to America, people laughed at Miguel Herrera for bringing him over to America. Let's be honest, people are like, why is he bringing this guy? And you know, he came from Tecos. you know, and and the guy is showing the field that he is more than capable of being that guy at America, and and you know, uh, even through the ups and downs, he's been one of the constants. He's been the guy that sort of, you know, fires everybody up and, and has a chip on his shoulder. And, you know, he's, I, I think, you know, within a year or two, I mean, if you look at what he has done and what he can do with America. Well, he's I, a good player. See, There's no question. I, but
0: the guy that people are going to put on, you know, they're going to put on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, yeah. the game gotta,
4: hasn't so we'll happened win. yet. Don't throw huh? yourself gotta, in the tracks just yet. I know, right? <laughs> on, I we, need,
6: say, we
0: need to talk you down.
6: I got to say that uh, uh Sam, I really loved that Sam Weston stop on Dempsey. That was so good, man. It's almost like Kobe Jones and Marco
0: Marquez. You know, I heard somebody on the radio uh, discuss that play, and it made a lot of sense. He said that that, 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 that play... You know, the, the fact that it was an American that were going to happen to it, of course, here in the country, they're like, oh, my God, how could anyone possibly do that in, you know, in this honorable game that we play?
4: The <laughs> yeah. guy said
0: that any South American, if, if, if he gets taken down like that and the dude's face is on the ground, he said you can bet any amount of money that any South American player is going to do exactly what Sam Wessler did to Dempsey.
4: Absolutely. He's Absolutely. And it could be a situation. That's what you do. You know, and that's what you do, and and, and uh, I still think that it was all kind of unintentional, you know. Um, well, I don't think he made he it look
2: unintentional. It. He knew exactly what he was doing. Uh, it was intentional, man. Yeah, it, no was intentional. <laughs> it
4: was absolutely intentional. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just say. I'm just gonna say this. I don't think it was intentional. But even if it was, I Wait, mean. That'd be cool.
0: He may not no have business. intended to drag his face, but he, he definitely intended to drag his cleats. There's no question. There's no question. Great stuff. Now, well, my, my question about, about Sambu, he's a great player, and, 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 and Ronnie, you're absolutely right. It, it, America is a very tough place to play because of how popular they are and, how, and, the, and the high standards, and, and Sambu was able to meet that. But is Sambu the kind of guy that people are going to print t-shirts it, it, about? It's, it, well. Here's the thing. And I and I know I th- I think I've mentioned this before the uh, Mexican pitcher um, are, you, are you getting Ste- mad you gonna get mad on us are you getting mad no
1: no no Esteban Esteban Luis Esteban Loisa mad later? <laughs> later no Esteban Loaiza, when he was coach when he was pitching for the Colorado Rockies and then he went off to the Yankees he said you know one of the biggest difference was that you know when he was with the Rockies you know at the most he'd get four or five reporters you know uh, after every game after he pitched. When he went to the Yankees, you're literally talking to 100 reporters after the game, and not all of it is good. They're, they criticize everything. So, in, it, I mean, playing for a team like America is like that, but worse, because they criticize not just what you do, but what you don't do, what you say, what you don't say. And very few players have the testicular. Fortitude and to handle that type of pressure. I mean, I mean, look at look what you know. And certain teams like you know, to an extent, Chivas, to an extent, Cruz Azul, you know, know how to you know create that sort of environment for players. It's like Chaco Jimenez. Yeah, sure, he can, he can, you know, he can, he can uh, play well in 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 Pachuca, you know, where the press is, you know. You know, they don't, it's not like they criticize you if you're champion one season and then the following season. And I think they've done it like two or three or four times. I I, I have to check again, but where they're champions and then the following season,
0: I think they, they don't even a, make uh, America the championship. I'm not well. They don't,
1: they don't even make the playoffs the next season, and the press doesn't say anything. You know, and you know when you're with America, I mean, the pressure's on twenty-four-seven.
0: Right, any loss is a major crisis.
1: So yeah, I mean, right, right, right now there's actually members of the press. Both here in the U.S. and in Mexico, that want to, you know, have the, you know, they want to make the people believe that, you know, America's is in so, some sort of crisis.
2: Imagine and if if Gulli was it, Albert? that guy would be feeling the pressure. He's in Chivas and he's still feeling the pressure and getting insulted left and right. Who's that? Yeah. Guili Pena. If he was in America, he wouldn't handle. It. He'd be crying all, every night in his bed.
0: Well, the good thing for him is that Leon is close, so he can, he can get to his bar. Apparently he owns a bar in Leon, and that's where he goes. I mean, and, and, like,
1: and, and like, for example, and, and, and this is a perfect example, Miguel Ayun. I mean, he, he withstood a lot of criticism. Ronnie, I, I think, think
0: you're getting mad. I think this is time for our new segment. It sounds like and, you're and getting took, little, your blood no, no, a little bit. No, I'm no just, I think no, it I'm is. Actually, hang on one second. Hang on. One I'm second. actually, I'm, I'm actually laughing. Give me a second. I'm going to let, let you speak. Who's, who's, who's player, I'm going to let you speak. Hang on. Who's the player? the player that said?
1: <laughs> who's the player that <laughs> said? Uh, oh, please don't, 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 don't attack me.
0: It hurts my feelings. Ronnie, I have, I have a new segment for you. I'm going to let you speak. Here it goes. You ready? It's time for Ronnie's rant. Ronnie's rant.
5: I don't
1: know what we're yelling about. Go ahead. <laughs> no, but remember, Marquito, Marquito, Fabian. Remember yes. what he said. Yes. What did he say? I don't remember. Dos copas, por favor. No, no, no. Joel, Joel, do you remember what Marquito Fabian said? You just said it. What? What? Okay. What did he say? He,
5: he just—he didn't want to be criticized by the fans.
1: Why? Because it hurt his feelings.
5: Yeah,
1: it hurt. <laughs> yeah, come on. I'm just saying. I mean, America right now has a Sambu who's on the path of being, you know. I'd guess or not. I mean, he's won what three? He's won what two league titles? Been to three, you know, three championships. One CONCACAF. Uh, uh, I mean, I I think if he keeps it up.
2: Does you know, it have to be a Mexican though, to be the idol.
0: No, Cavi- would you say Cabinho's not an idol in Puma? No, I mean every idol America's had outside of Cuauhtémoc and maybe Capitan Furia have all been foreigners.
1: No, Sage.
0: Half Brazilian.
1: We'll have like Carlos,
0: <laughs> Carlos Reynoso, no,
1: no, no. Cristóbal Ortega.
0: No, Cristóbal pa- pa- Ortega. Um,
1: no, Orte- uh, no, you had you had obviously, you know, uh Sague, you had you know.
0: Mati-
1: Oh Jesus! Tro- <laughs> what is what is, it, what is it, you call him? Uh, tronquilado? Tronquilado.
0: <laughs> Daniel Viscarondo. You know, and, and there are obviously you know some players and coaches that do get signed by America that just can't handle it. I mean, I think of um, of Pelado Diaz, who right now I think is isn't he coaching Paraguay? Yes, sir. Coming up, yeah. I mean, he was in America for three weeks or however long it was, and he had to go. Because he had no idea how competitive the league was, and doubly had no idea of the pressure that 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 comes with coaching a team like America. And now we see that pressure again over on the other side with Chivas, not necessarily as much because you know Guadalajara is you know one of the one of the towns of Provincias, so you know obviously they don't get the you know the the press that a team like Club America would get. But we've you know we've seen the owner succumb from the pressure. Coaches left and right. You know, we saw, as you guys mentioned, uh, the Pena. He uh, was rumored to have. Now, Joel, maybe you can fill us in. Did, did he show up drunk or hungover? Or both? They don't, they don't want to say.
2: No, they said he he showed up with his breath smelling of liquor. What kind no, of. No, no, but,
0: but Ordiales did a press conference. I have I have a quote. Would you like to hear yeah. Ordiades' quote? I have it right here. Wait, wait. Go <laughs> oh, oh, go ahead.
5: No, I was just gonna track back when you were talking about uh Belado Diaz going to America.
0: Yes, please. Do. Just
5: just on his defense. I mean he had come from River Plate where he had a very good team, like in the late nineties, and uh I think he was just used to having more freedom to coach the team than as supposed to going to America where you know, he wasn't gonna have
0: complete control. Now to his defense, he did have to deal with that 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 soccer guru Michelle Bauer and, who was who was running a yeah,
5: I don't know if you guys guru. remember it happened to when Ben Hacker returned to America and uh everyone was thinking he was going to find the next Kalusha or Biyik cuz he was vacationing in Africa and uh when he when he when he gets to Mexico they had already hired all the refuerzos
0: Do you think he was looking for the third gunman?
5: <laughs> nah, nah
0: no, I've always thought that Pelado Diaz just underestimated uh, the the quality of the league and, and, and also underestimated but, the kind of pressure he would be under at America. Because at River Plate, you know, obviously River Plate's a huge club and they're under a lot of pressure as well who, to perform, not just from the fans but from did, the press. Did I don't
5: remember too much, did he arrive before or after Pasarela?
0: After.
1: Yeah, Pasarela was in like 2002,
5: yeah, 2003.
0: No uh but came in like oh seven, oh eight.
5: Yeah, 'cause see they're they're pretty close. I'm sure he would have gotten some references from Pasarela.
0: That was at the time because when Because Pasarela even was... brought him
5: to River Plate recently and uh they hated him at River because he took over right after uh they got rid of Almeida and then they gave it to to Pelado and uh I was I was over there at the time and a lot of the fans he was getting a lot of criticism and and Pasarela, you know, backed them up and he ended up, you know, helping build that squad that, that won he won the league title and then after he left Gallardo no. took over and, and did really good. Ah
0: if you guys don't if you guys may recall the when Pelado Diaz left, that was kinda of the beginning of the end for America. That was it started their their slide to the point where even they were flirting a little bit with a sense of when they when they would later.
5: When they finished
0: in last place, it's repeatedly they finished in last place. Well, you know, obviously they had to do with you know the 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 shooting of Cabanas at the at the at the bar, and they had you know the great Michel Bauer. Who,
1: it wasn't repeatedly; it was only one season. <laughs> see, it was Bauer,
0: Bauer. and Ordiales. Yeah, but I mean, let's face it. You know, Michelle Bauer was a soccer guru because actually, was It was the Gany- Gany- site. It was On Cañedo. the website, America's website it said that he was a graduate of the Cruyff Institute. That was the extent <laughs> of his credentials to be a journalist. It was Ca-
1: it was Cañedo, it was Cañedo.
0: It was it, it was it was, Mich- was Michel Bauer no, the journalist. No,
1: it was manager? Cañedo. It was it was Cañedo, and, and I know that because uh, he, he he had uh, uh Ruben Ovaro, Romano who basically, you know, Cañedo kind of stuck his hands in the fire for him and things didn't just weren't going very well. And uh, and that's, you know, because, uh, keep in mind, you know, Canedo started off very strong, you know, winning a, a league was title. that Canedo White? Yeah, Can- Canedo White, <laughs> the son, the son, or, yeah, the son. He came in, you know, fairly strong, winning the, you know, the championship in 2005, and then obviously in 2005.
0: Yeah, but he uh, left, and he was replaced by
1: Bauer. Yeah, yes, he he was, he was, but the, the whole, when they, when they reached, you know, rock bottom, it was when they, uh, Canedo...
0: So they reached rock bottom, and their solution was that was to put in Michelle Bauer in place.
1: Well, uh, you know, Michelle, you know, Bauer was a, a Televisa guy.
0: You know. So that's America's version of Angelica Fuentes. Well I, well, I mean, remember, I mean, it's... look, Michelle Bauer was obviously somebody's something. He was a nephew, <laughs> niece, godson, whatever it was. He was in a position of power that that frankly he didn't didn't have the the didn't have the qualification or the pedigree to take. And that's why they had to bring in Peláez because the guy made a mess. And Pelaias came in, cleaned everything up, brought in Herrera, who has you know, it's very rare to have a coach that understands both ends of the business, that understands what it takes to crawl out of the, the censo and what it takes to win. So he needed a coach that understood both, and he was able to bring Herrera in, and I think that obviously well
1: keep, no. cool. it, it 's not like i 'm defending Bauer, but keep in mind, they also had Ordiales there Techno, a guy that basically is supposed to understand both you know both sides uh, of the you know the business both the sporting and the uh, administrative and Ordiales right now is in chivas
0: let's right, let 's hear from ordiales i do, I do have a soundbite. he was <clears throat> now I took this from the Guadalajara's official YouTube page. So I'm trying to... Maybe you guys can explain to me why they're playing the music they're playing in the background. So let's go ahead and play it.
4: Este chisme que se ha armado porque es un chisme, ¿no? Eh, y que se, se hacen al, alrededor de él eh, muchas especulaciones.
7: La realidad
4: no, no existe nada. Él está entrenando. Si ustedes vinieron a ver los entrenamientos, entrenó eh, normalmente. Ahí estuvo entrenando y estuvo entrenando. el eh, sentido de... De, de generar un entorno negativo. La realidad es que no hay ningún problema con él, este, y está entrenando normalmente.
0: So, when I hear that music, I'm thinking, is that the music that they play when the podóloga gives them the gives them masajes? Because that's like New Age massage music. Or the the what's it called the
6: paleteros
0: coming? <laughs> or the paleteros coming. You know, you know, could be one or the other. Now, Joel, you think that that they, this is a massive cover up? <clears throat> Hulit was was not. Always I don't. I don't see the ahead. reason.
5: I don't. Yeah, I don't see the reason for a press conference if there was nothing there.
0: So do you think that they're actually going to bat for him, or they realize that hey, this is our 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 fichaje flamante, that are our new player that we brought in to help us out, and he is just completely wasted at practice? It, you,
5: well, you know the team. Finally managed to win, and then this just makes the And he the scored. Team look, it scored. Yeah, and then this just looks bad for the team. And I was just seeing right now, they were just eliminated from the Copa MX. and we're playing at home, you know, the.
0: Two of all the, teams.
5: The Clasico del Descenso, uh, that's right. So, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just think uh, it's they're covering up. Because, you know, you have a classic, and they're probably hoping that a win there could just help save the season.
0: Now, know, I in did read sense. today that what what Julio does entre Semana, before practice, that he goes back to León, and he has a bar that he owns there in León, like La Puerta de Hierro or something like that is what it's called. And he doesn't go in through the front. He goes into the back. And apparently this last week, he was so wasted that he wrecked three other cars. He, like, he hit three other cars with his car. Again, this is from a newspaper, so you know, take it for what it's worth. I'm not reporting it as, as truth or whatever. It's just it something just that, was, that was reported, and I think it was Marca. So take it for where it came from. But it seems like this is something that, that one of the reasons why he was unloaded to uh, Chivas in the first place is that our boy, Julita, has a bit of a problem.
8: My advice to you: start drinking heavily.
1: So. <laughs> hey, but hey, John, we, just just, yes to th- just to clear just clear things up, uh, Canedo, Canedo, it was in, in 2008. That's when he, well, that's when he put in his uh, resignation after you know leading the team, or not him, but you know he was the president. Uh, where America finished last in the standings uh, in 2008. Uh, I think he, he was with the team with three three and a half years. So then, won a couple uh, of championships. Uh, well, he won the the Supercopa, which against Pumas. I don't know if you remember that one. And he also won the league title in two thousand in two thousand five.
0: And uh, he lost but, the uh, the two thousand seven to Pachuca. I believe yes. it was one of those games that you listed as a game that that, me that chaps your ass. Yeah, yeah.
1: it did it piss me off. Well, it, it, but then one, in, one in, in his
0: ass in, chappers.
1: In two thousand in two thousand eight, that's when uh, Bauer uh, Bauer came in. With uh, with what's his name with uh, um, and stuff like that, and that's when and they brought in uh, Well, that's when they brought in Pelado. Uh, they, they brought, well, I mean, that's when they brought in El Pelado. What's his name? Right. Pelado, Pelado Diaz, but to to his credit, to, to, and I mean, yeah, it's really easy to to. And hindsight to basically just attack, you know, Bower. And honestly, I I gave him like maybe about a year, or year and a half before I started criticizing him. Uh, you know, Pelado Diaz. Remember, he had he had won uh, a year before he had won the title with San Lorenzo.
0: I'm not questioning Pelado's credentials. The dude is a good coach. Yeah. Again, my my issue with with Pelado was that he underestimated the league and he underestimated the the kind of pressure he would be under. I don't think he was ready for it at all. And, you know, worse for him, he laughed it off. He never he never embraced it, and, and he just was never – he never fully bought into the whole Americanismo, one. it was a problem. And it was a problem for the guys that brought him in, obviously, because then they had to scramble. You know, you can only bring in the Bombero Luna so many times, and they brought him in like three times because of the, the coaches that they would hire, you know, they'd have to be gone after 15 games or whatever it was. I mean, there was there was a point where America was – you know, there was almost vergara like when, when and how often they were firing coaches.
1: No, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean that's that, that that's common for every club in the Mexican
5: League. I'm still gonna
1: defend Pelado
5: Chan. Oh no, defend
0: Pelado! I he really I likes Pelado. He, have,
5: he likes having like a lot of control, and and one of the reasons he left River Plate was he had his son in the in the coaching staff, and he didn't like like criticism over that.
0: I mean, I understand. All I'm saying is that I, I don't think that Pelado was a good fit for América, and it kind of makes me wonder if they understood that when they were doing the interviewing process, or if there, if there even was an interview process to, you, to figure you that know, out.
5: But you know, you know that you bring up that point. There was a that was the problem with América. Too many chiefs. And I think I think that's why they've been successful now with, with just Pelaez. You know having more control over the squad.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the big reasons I think why Herrera started <clears> to unravel <throat> with the national team was because he didn't have that buffer between him and the federation, which is Belias. I think Belas really helped him out in that situation, but that's going to be a topic for for another day, I think. Well, Ronnie, is, is your rant over? Do we need to, to bring it back <laughs> or are you good? No, I'm good. You're good. Fair enough. Yeah, I got
2: a quick little uh, little rant on this Gulit stuff.
0: Please, by all means, rant away. I was listening to... Sorry, uh, I don't have a, a musical introduction for yours. Oh, that's all good. I
2: was listening to Jorge Ramos, and they brought up, like the, and Ronnie and I think some others, have, uh, we've talked about the morality issues before, but um, they brought up a comment of Latinos or Hispanics liking, liking to enjoying parties and stuff, and they just rattled off some examples. Like, in recent times... Vela, uh, you got Fabian, Salcido, Vidal from Copa America, uh, and then James recently at Real Madrid. Has, I think they're like trying to get rid of him because he's having these little parties and stuff. Mm. Like all these, all these dudes have uh, have a gift. Like their life is a gift, their skill, their abilities to to play at this level. And Vela is the most severe case of it. But they're just wasting their. Their talents—they're just wasting all their abilities on doing all these like drinking, and this is the morality issue where uh, you know drinking, partying, and not coming at 100 uh, percent for their teams.
4: Fat, uh, drunk, uh, stupid is no uh, way to go through life, son. <laughs> John, jump in? Yeah, what jump would uh,
3: a just one, uh, one second before you do that? Uh, what would what would Teach Cheech do?
5: Teach Cheech?
0: praise.
5: Give praise. Yeah, man, praise. <laughs> There you go, just man.
0: Cheech just is, his, you know. Point. He he broke his ass with that chick. That's what Cheech does. <laughs>
4: I was actually uh, trying. To,
3: I was trying to cue the 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 the.
0: the oh, Cheech. Now no, we're gonna celebrate.
4: Yeah. There you go. I got it over, Chad. Listen, As you were I, saying, Christian. I just I just want to like uh, I always find these arguments uh, a little sanctimonious because, I mean, um, Bet- Beto has a good point. I mean, these guys are privileged in the sense that they get to be, it's like the .01 percent of the world's population gets to play the sport for a living, you know, and there's so many, obviously so many perks that come along with that. Um, but at the end of the day, when I mean, we're talking about people anyway, you know, so like, uh, you know, it just, it just uh, I, I feel like unless it affects the player, you know, the performance on the field, I don't, I really couldn't give two Fs about what they do in their free time, you know. I mean, I think that the situation with, with Vela Verla. Is, is, is this particular situation is a little troubling because you know the guy went to madrid to see a chris brown concert i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why you could skip out on practice
0: i mean you have to you question know? his his taste in music first.
4: exactly one. i mean that's kind of where i was going with this i mean that's that's a terrible i'm extremely choice.
0: offended by
3: that extremely offended by it
4: I, agree. I,
3: agree. I, I, think,
4: <laughs> I think we're all a little embarrassed for him
1: mandilón
4: that he skipped out to go see Chris. Out of all people,
0: but that's the man. thing, though, is that he didn't Christ. skip out because it was he went on Sunday. And look, I'm not defending Vela at all. You know, Vela the kind, you know, people in Europe and people in the states, and you know, they always say, well, you know, people in the states live to work, and people in Europe work to live. I think I think that Vela is a player who play, who plays soccer so he can live his life. Yeah. He's not a guy that lives to play soccer. It just that's just the way he is. But from my understanding, he went to this concert on a Sunday night after his game, and then on Monday he had whatever gastroenteritis. So it was it wasn't the same day. That, but but the thing is, just just ask, just tell him that's what you're doing, and say, hey man, I might be a little late for practice, and they would have let him do it.
4: Yeah, yeah, the whole thing, you know, I, it was it was obviously mismanaged, and you know, um, whatever. I just if nothing else, it, it'll just add more fuel to the to the to the Vela fire.
0: You know, it just you know, it goes on to the the argument that we always have. It, it's the Madonna whore complex with absolutely, athletes.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. We want our
0: our athletes to be these these robots, these machines on the field, and want them to act like like saints off of it. And it's just not going to happen.
4: It's, it's not just, realistic, you know. And it's just I think that it's just um, if anything, it's part of our culture, and, and not just Mexico. I think that uh, in our culture, you know, Latin America, we we tend to sort of give things that sort of dimension, you know. It's it's all very sanctimonious, like, you know, it's a bunch of keyboard warriors at home just blasting, you know, these players for the fact that we haven't had a drink, you know. Who doesn't? I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when I can, I take advantage of happy hour and I go and I, you know, and I I pound down to $2 shots. Hey, I'm drunk right now. I'm sure you are. I mean, and you should be. I mean, I think our first first episode of this podcast, uh, the majority of us were... Having some variation of, a, of an alcoholic beverage, I think. There's you, no,
0: and I think somebody was on PCP. I'm not naming names. No, no, no. Well, you know,
4: we want to keep that. You know, we want to keep that under wraps. You know, we don't want to <laughs> blow anybody's spot. You know, but but I mean, I, listen. I, I just, you know. I want to uh, know who was it. Well, it was you, man. It who was else you, it dude. Be? <laughs> well, the,
2: don't you don't know, even remember. They also brought up, and they, I don't know. This might be totally wrong, but uh, he brought up. Jorge uh, Ramos brought up. It takes ten days for liquor or whatever to completely get out of your body and for your body to return to its optimal state. And I don't know if that's right or not, but if that's the case, I mean, you can't be drinking in between games and between weeks and stuff. You pretty much have your whole season, and then maybe at the end of the season or in the off-season, you can go crazy and stuff. Yeah, I... I mean, not, I, I understand the point of the sanctimonious attitude and all that, um, but I just think if I was a player and I had, and I was making millions, which is a lot of money to just be playing a game...
4: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Everything in my, in my, uh, you know, and that, that was in my hands to be a, the best player I could be. And that just sort of takes things away when you... Well,
3: and then but it's, that's not like, you but it's not like he's doing
2: this every... It's not like right. this is happening all the time. This
3: is a one-time one thing. I, I don't think it's that big a deal.
2: Well, for the party, I don't have a big deal. With. I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't care about missing practice every now and then for, like, a Bieber concert or something. But, like, if... Oh, dude. Well, wait a
0: second, that guy. Let's... Let's,
2: Let's rewind. Here. Let's rewind. Uh, that was the first thing that came to my mind.
4: <laughs> how, how sad. Yeah. You could have um, thrown out, and I need It was
2: because of the fights. This fight. So <laughs> it. Fights. Bieber was making fun of one, one of the fighters, so
4: that's why it came to my mind. Um, Actually, I, I wouldn't
0: surprise me if Bieber and Vela were friends, to be honest with you. They're, they're kind of both cut from the same claw.
4: Can I explain? Can you go into detail there? Well, Before? I just think that they're both... You know.
3: Vela would love to have him, that's for sure.
4: They're Vela. both a little
0: cursi. Ah, You
5: can, John, when, when Vela comes to L.A. to play with like the MLS franchise.
0: Oh, you think that that's going to be the, the team for him, the new I L.A. Think, franchise?
5: I think he checked out already. He has that $30 million check guaranteed. You know well, what? We, we what saw how that
4: worked out for Gio. You know, Gio... Um, uh, yeah, it man. might not
5: work out on the field, but in his bank, in
0: his pockets...
2: Yeah, his heart is not... It's in a good
0: set, man.
2: Like that... has,
0: his heart's never been in it.
2: Yeah, so you... more more reason to go to MLS.
4: I don't know, man. I mean, nowadays, China could throw him an extra $10 million, and he could just end up going there, you know? He
2: ain't going to China. It's not going to be near the Heat games or... Uh...
4: That much is true. <laughs> but I'm saying, <laughs> if it was... going to be in the pollution. A, if it was a money issue, I think that, you know... Uh, you know, he'd probably just jump on that, but I don't know, man. I, I feel like, you know, with Vela, it's just like, um, I mean, we've always sort of known that he's just kind of a little ambivalent about the whole being a professional soccer player thing, which is, it is a shame. You know, the guy is, I think, the most talented player of his generation. Um, okay,
0: so put put your tinfoil hats on and, you know, get, get, get your best conspiracy theory. Why didn't he go to Brazil?
4: I think he I think he you know I believe what he said he said that he already skipped out on most of the uh, most of the cycle and it wouldn't it wouldn't have made sense for him to join up right before the World Cup because it would have just it would have created a whole media storm anyway and it was unnecessary after especially after what happened with Mexico and the way they qualified for the World Cup it would have been unnecessary pressure on the team and I think he knew that he he kind of he did the right thing in a sense you know he waited out till the cycle was over then Herrera talked to him and brought him back into the fold and, and you know, I, I wouldn't question his commitment now. I mean, uh, you can question his play on the field or his level or his form, but I wouldn't question his commitment oh, to the national man. team now. Exactly. Yeah, that,
0: was, that was that was weak, weak. That was a he weak
4: got,
6: theory. That was
0: too realistic. I, All right, Joel, give me give me your give me your conspiracy theory, Joel.
6: I feel he was
5: looking out for his career. He saw how bad Mexico was playing. He probably figured they were gonna crash and burn at the World Cup. Didn't want that lowering his
4: value. I don't know, man. I don't know. No, no. That's incorrect. incorrect. And I'll tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because if you guys look back, I mean, uh, we, we had a long discussion about this throughout the years. That's like conspiracy, forms. man. <laughs> that's true. But, but I'll tell you why not. I'll tell you why not. Because uh, in the spring of 2011, once once the coach at West Brom got canned, which was Di Mateo, who was a fan of Bella, Once he got canned and they brought in, I think, Steve Bruce or some other freaking guy. Vela wasn't playing a lot, and 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 uh, and it, the schedule worked out that one of the last games for West Brom was against Arsenal, so he wasn't going to play because of the, the the loan, uh, the way the loan was structured. You know what? You guys remember what he did? He he flew into Mexico City to train with the Olympic team, the guys that were going to the Copa America, because he wanted to be on the radar after a suspension. And what ended up happening was. <laughs> The, the federation kind of played it safe, and they said, well, maybe we'll just bring him to Copa America or whatever. And then Arsenal said no, because they could. And so he didn't get to go to the Copa America, and he was left out of the Gold Cup roster in favor of Angel Reina, who never – I don't think he played a single minute during the Gold Cup. Um, and after that, it just went downhill. After he did that, play, actually. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember him playing. I mean, I'm just going off, off of memory here. Uh, but I don't. If he played, it wasn't more than you know, maybe a game during a group stage, or at least you know, 60, 70 minutes. Now, you know, my argument was always the same. You know, if Chepo was willing to give, you know, Paulo Barrera, Efrain Juarez, and Giovanni dos Santos the benefit of the doubt, because at that point they were all kind of the same boat. None of them were playing. You know, Barrera had been pretty much erased from the West Ham roster. Uh, uh, Juarez wasn't even playing for Celtic. And Gio was obviously in the same situation he was at for a couple of years, so he brings those guys in, but excludes Vela. I think that 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 was part of the reason why he didn't want to come back. So I think that he kind of stuck to his guns. He just said, you know what, screw it, like whatever. I have That's another, I have another uh,
3: I, theory, by the way, John.
0: Please.
4: I have, I have a theory as
3: well.
0: Go, go ahead, Daniel first, and then Ronaldo.
3: I'm gonna say that he perhaps didn't have the stomach uh, to have the pressure. Thrown at him all at once, and just decided, I'm um, just to play it safe and and just um just to start over and the beginning of a new cycle. I think he punked out.
0: So you're saying he acted like a little bitch and didn't want to didn't want to deal with it. Very much so. Okay. <laughs> Ronnie, please. Now, do I need to intro this again, Ronnie, or are you? Just... No, hey. no. Ooh, I, where's, think, where's I think it, of, I think I think it has to
1: do with the De La Torre family. I agree, uh,
0: but go I, ahead. I'll let you go first.
1: I, I think it has to do with the De la Torre family. I mean, uh, uh, obviously, Chepo started the the, uh, the campaign, you know, to go to the to uh, Brazil, and Nestor De la Torre. I, I I think it has to do with peace that he had with them, and, and not so much that he, because <laughs> you think about it, after De la Torre and after the Chepo, you know, uh, you know, with Piojo.
0: And Nestor suspended him for six months though
1: well yeah I think it had to do it, you know had to do with them I think Vergara uh, because remember he kind of de- he kind of denied his Chivas roots as well um, and Vergara even called him out on that um, I, I think that he just didn't want to do anything for the de la Torres. so obviously when you know they were kicked out. I think by that point, when he said to himself, "You know what? I, I don't want to be part of the team because I came on late and I don't want to be the distraction." So obviously, when with uh, with the new you know crew of Cantu and, and 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 the new coaches for this you know new cycle with Piojo and everything, he says, "All right, I'll, I'll join the, the the team again." I, I think it just had to do with De, La Torre, De La Torre. I family. think
0: that there was. Uh there's a De La Torre issue there, but I don't think it had anything to do with what happened while De La Torre was a national team coach and while Nestor was there. I think it all had to do with how he exited Chivas uh, after the 05 World Cup, the U17 World Cup, where uh, he signed with Arsenal. And all the Chivas players, when they came back from Peru, got a new car except him. And I think that they, they thought that he was doing them wrong. And they didn't treat him with the respect that he thought that he deserved. You know, they they did a lot of things uh, to, to do that, and I think that the fact that that Nestor suspended him and and the fact that Chepo was not using him maybe to the best of his abilities, I think he was like, man, you guys have been screwing me for the past ten Wait, years. You Wait, know, Chepo to used him at the Gold Cup. No, he didn't. He didn't even play the Gold Cup. That, oh, that, that was Vasco. Uh, oh snap. Yeah, that was Vasco Yeah,
1: I actually have pictures of the 2009 uh, Gold Cup final in the, yeah. in uh, oh, man.
0: New York. That was like like the, the the game of the future. We're like, thank it's finally here. This is what we've been we've been waiting for all these years. 5-0, the yeah, the 5-0 yeah. was beautiful. Yeah, so that that's what I think happened. I think that the and also I think that whatever girl he he took up to his room in Monterey, I think that it was probably some forbidden fruit. Probably something that he probably didn't need to be messing with
4: oh just say it John, come on,
0: it was a coach's daughter, no, I have no idea uh, but I, I think it was definitely
4: gonna...
0: <laughs> it was definitely somebody that that I thought you
4: uh... were gonna say he got first dibs on a trainee, and no then... no, no
0: no, I don't care about that, <laughs> I, but I do think you know they I'm pretty sure it was uh somebody who uh they probably didn't like seeing the the videotape footage, go, oh my God that's my daughter they took to the room you know that's. That's, is anybody watching this game on Univision? This was like Celaya San Luis. No, I'm watching the Morelia the past game. Fifteen minutes. It's a driving rainstorm. Both teams are going back and forth, and back. it is it is insane. There's been a play on goal every like 15 seconds. Okay. It is crazy. <clears throat> I'm of course, now, that, now that I say that, it's going to slog in the middle.
4: Yeah, thanks I, a lot, John. I just switched okay. over from the Morelia game. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, that that that's what I think happened I think that there was an issue that happened with Chivas and kinda of like what Ronnie said, it was a issue with the the, the 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 La Torres and then after a while I think the FMF and, and he kinda of had a mutual agreement said, you know what, let's just sit this one out and, and we'll move on to the next one. So anyway, you know it's interesting that these cups are going on because uh Pumas played in the in the Copa Libertadores a little earlier tonight and they took and it pains me to say, it, but they took a reserve squad to a very winnable game in Venezuela where they would have if they would have won the game, they would have just sealed their 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 pass to the next round. Instead they ended up losing two zero to Deportivo Táchiro. And I couldn't even tell you where Táchiro is in, in Venezuela, but that's the team they lost to. I'm sure it's it's Deportivo Táchiro is the biggest win they've ever had. There's no question. But anyway. So that's my question to y'all. I mean, why on earth are you, has Mexico been begging to play in this tournament if the teams treat it like that? Why, why don't they go all out? I mean, could you imagine. Because the, Pumas they,
1: is 10th in the standings right now.
0: Who? So what? So what?
3: They reached the final last year. I mean, that's enough.
4: Yeah, but the the internal mark uh, the internal market for Mexico is, is you know there's a lot of importance given to the league. You know, yeah, what, but
0: Pumas hasn't played in the Libertadores in ten years.
4: I understand. I'm just saying, like I think that um, uh, all the talking points every day, you know, for ten, twelve hours a day, it's about the league and the upcoming matches. That kind of well, well, stuff gets filtered th- down to the John, to the to the team as well, and you know and that's kind John, of what happens.
1: John. Yes. I, I mean, in a way, you have to start, you know, thinking like an exec here. I mean, Liguilla makes more money than Libertadores. Right.
2: So, I mean...
0: That's, I'm not qu- that's fine, but you know what? There's going to be a league in, in four months.
2: They got breathing room also. They're at the top of their group.
0: Yeah, if they if they no, don't make the Liguilla in May, guess what? The, the new league starts in July in two months. It'll be okay. They can try and make it there. I
4: feel like Chivas had sort of similar... Way of thinking a couple years ago, and and uh, and you know, oh, well, there's only there's always next year, and and then look at them now. You know, I feel like I don't know if that plays a part. I'm just kind of throwing hyperbole out there, but I do think that um, in the case of Pumas, for example, they they went out and you know they they had a pretty good start to the Libertadores, but this is disappointing on a lot of levels because this is a game that they could have really used to sort of you know. Assert themselves in their group and, and give themselves a chance to really be able to play both tournaments. You know, it's just it, it's it is it is a little sad, but at the end of the day, I do feel like uh, there is a lot of importance given to the league, despite the fact that there are two tournaments every year. Um, it just kind of it's just kind of what what comes to the territory in that sense.
0: I mean, that's fine, I understand, but again, Pumas hasn't played in Libertadores in ten years. Joel, what would you guys do in this situation? I think you were going to chime in. Wait. In what situation? Oh, I thought that you were going to say something about it. I heard I heard Chivas and I was getting ready to play that. <laughs> so I guess I guess it wasn't. What do you mean if they were in Libertadores? Yeah, would 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 they would they how do they treat the Libertadores? Do they send Chivas B to the Libertadores or do they, or do, they do their full squad?
5: Chivas does not even have enough depth.
0: Well not now, I'm historically, historically.
5: No, they they've treated the cup you know, if you see them, they're one of the teams with um, with the best record. Right. And I, that's that's one of the points I wanted to make. I don't know if it was a week or two ago, because every time uh, Chivas is doing bad, even though they've been mediocre for 40 years, you get the whole. Maybe it's time they brought in foreigners. And and that's one of the points you know to look at how how they fare against you know. These these teams and they've gotten like really good victories against you right. know top top squads and that's that's something that gets ignored.
2: I think any Mexican team will do what. I think any Mexican team will do what the what Pumas did. They're they're at the top <laughs> of the group. They had they have room to lose a game or maybe tie. Hopefully, you know they're probably hoping for a tie at least, and then. You know, they got the, the other teams. Emilak and Olympia aren't too good, so they're probably going to just cruise on through.
0: So you're thinking that it was a calculated move. Well, see, that's my other thing. Is okay. So Pumas takes the reserve squad. They trot out these foreigners I've never even heard of. I had no idea we were even on the team. They had, uh, like some Chilean dude, and then uh, just like like they they created like uh, the Copa least, like Canteranos for this thing.
2: Yeah, just throw out some scrubs for this game, and and whenever they get into the next stage, they'll you know, get more seriously. But see, but time. that's
0: another thing about you know the Libertadores is not like the Champions League where you make it to the next round and you get drawn. No, they seeded from one to sixteen, so where you finish is extremely important. So I mean, they again, they had a chance to really do themselves a, a huge favor by by at least playing a you know, and, and let's face it, flying the Venezuela is like is like flying the Tijuana. It's it's just as far. I think so it was a gamble. Was travel was an issue.
2: I bet they smoke them in, in uh, Unam though. Let's or hope what? so.
0: Yeah. Now that that is where Pumas does have the advantage is in <laughs> the second half of the of, of the group stage they do have time. John, the, uh,
5: John, uh, that's that's yes, the thing that you're saying right now. I think that's where Mexican clubs fail, where where they don't know how to play the Libertadores, and it's it's what you're saying. Winning a seed is important. And winning certain games that they have to win at home where they have to play all out, sometimes they don't do it, like Tigres when they played in the final they you know they didn't seem like they were playing a championship final when, when they had River played at home right and and you've, we've seen it I think in the, in the in the last three in the only three finals, the Mexican teams haven't been able to win at home.
0: Now Ronnie, was it was it the Arsenal game or the or the Sao Cantan the Sao game Cayetano game that that, that that chaps your ass or both? Uh,
1: I think the Cayetano because well you know what the Arsenal is the one that probably pissed me off a bit more because there's no way that America should have
0: Does it piss you I mean, off more that does it time to set you up again?
1: No no. no? You sure I'm over it now. I'm over
0: okay. it now. So we would have just sit. Uh... No! All right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean... No America, when they, when they play the Libertadores, they, again, is a club that takes it semi-seriously. And, you know, they, they've had some good results as well. I'm, I'm waiting for you to tell us how brilliant they were in, in, in managing the schedule. But but you haven't done it yet. I was, I was surprised.
1: <laughs> oh, when America <laughs> played uh, five games in eight days?
0: Right. When they had the, those tough trips to... To Irapuato,
1: yeah. <laughs> it was Morelia, Morelia.
0: Did they take the train? Did they go on Estrella de Oro? Is it so hard? No, I'm just saying. I'm
1: just saying. Okay. All right. Oh, by the way, did you guys hear that uh, El Bigotón uh, La Volpe his uh, his uh, hold on his his, his, uh, his uh, Nephew? No, not was it his nephew or no grandson debuted it today or yesterday? When was it? In a Copa Mekis game. Really? Yeah,
0: I did see that one of his assistants is uh is one of our is uh is Cheeky Stokayo is well, one I, of his assistants. I
1: think I think everybody all of his level daughters. I think they all hooked up with players. Oh. Uh, one one of them hooked up with uh. Andrade, the guy he used to play for Atla, Atlante, right? Uh, and the other one I think hooked up with uh, um, well, not I know I hooked up with El Chiqui's.
0: Dan Jesus. Jesus, yeah, but Chiqui's is uh, is his assistant in Chiapas. Yeah. So there you have it. Got to All keep right, gentlemen. Uh, well, we're gonna uh, wrap it up tonight with uh, with the last topic, which I thought was just a hilarious uh, incident that happened last night. Uh, there was a Copa America's game. And I think um, maybe someone who is a little bit more well versed in the situation can explain it to us. But uh, our, the Mexican U twenty three coach, uh, Pedro Gutierrez, or Gutierrez, was at the game, and people and then the Monterey fans were asking, "Hey, when are you gonna when are you gonna pick this our our, our Cesar Montes kid because he's fantastic? He'd be perfect for the Olympic side." And he's like, "I'm not gonna pick him." And then and then he says, "You Monterey fans just need to chill the f out. It's just not gonna happen." Of course, he was doing all this on Twitter, which is to me is just hilarious.
4: He, so. He's he's a he's, he's a notorious Twitter troll. Like, there's no way that, psycho man. There's no way that a guy that is in charge of the national or uh, any capacity with the federation and the national teams should be on Twitter arguing like a 15 year old schoolgirl. I mean, that's just that's just so embarrassing. And just just so we all all aware of this, the federation uh, made him release an apology today which was published on the Federation's website. And uh, apparently he had to call. He didn't have to, but he he was sort of coerced into calling Monterrey, the front office, and apologizing. And also he spoke to Cesar Montes, and he, uh, he directed an apology his way as well. Either way, it's laughable. It's embarrassing. It's the kind of stuff that... It's like when you see your mom on Facebook and she starts arguing with people about Donald Trump. It's like, what are you doing?
5: Christian is to be expected. That guy's Americanista. He's,
4: you he know, comes with the package. It's just, it's just. There's a level of arrogance with him, and I think, you know, to a degree, he has had results that back him up to a degree. You know, uh, under-17 World Cup final at home. Then uh, the subsequent tournament, he made it to the final, where they got blasted by Nigeria, a really good Nigerian team. Um, under twenty you World Cup was a little twenty-five year olds. Yeah, you know, it's just the whole thing was just like ah, uh, you know. And then I mean, he, he got to the final of the uh, Pan American Games. He won the. Uh, he got a clean sweep at the Olympic qualifiers. Uh, I, I'm just kind of ready to move on from him. I, I kind of want this. Once these Olympics are done, I want him to just move on. So you Just don't get see, out of I always way.
0: thought he would be the, the natural progression to be the, the national team coach.
4: No, I wouldn't want him to be the national team coach. He has a very rigid system, tactically speaking. I mean, we're talking like even more rigid than Chippo. You know what I mean? And and we saw how that turned out. The players don't adapt well to that because the Mexican players uh they're very versatile and they can play in different positions, but he, he doesn't really allow for that <clears> in his system. Uh, even, I mean, the fact that, that, that he has to tear down Cesar Montes, it's, it's just like, dude, like, is that, like, you know, it's one thing if you think it. It's one thing if you, that's, you don't think he's ready or you're but not did, convinced. Did he tear him down?
0: I thought he just said, hey, he's not, he's, not, he's, he's not good enough to be on the team.
4: Well, he made a comment about, he, you know, somebody said, well, look, you know, he scored a goal. Wouldn't you want that? he said, well, you know, I'd rather he defend. And if you look at the goals that Pachuca scored, I mean, I wouldn't really pin any of those on, on Montes, you know. And then he, Well, he made a comment after that saying that, you know, oh, you know, isn't it better when Basantes next to him or something? And it's like, if anybody's watched Monterey this season, Basanta has not really been that good. Uh, the, the, the one who has stood out has been Montes precisely because of that, because he's been playing well on both sides of the ball. So it, it was just kind of like a weird... Sort of thing that he just kind of, almost like Whoa. Pataz, al oh He just said it, it when, like he had to, you know, when he had you to get. Can,
6: when Fernando, were you, offended,
4: him?
0: were you offended by the Swiss Fernando, as a Rayado fan? Did, <sighs> yeah, did were you calling from his head? Did you even just, know what happened?
6: Actually, yeah, <laughs> I just barely heard it today, and I was, I didn't, I just saw it briefly. I'm like, what? This doesn't make sense. Why he arguing with somebody on? But I didn't know the details why he was arguing. But now that you mention it, that's trash,
0: and he needs to quit. <laughs> well, let let's be honest. Do you think that uh, Cesar Montes and and Potoro have the same promoter?
4: Mm-hmm. Obviously not. No. No. Obviously no. not. Yeah. I mean, you you could make the argument that maybe you know he he's a little green. Maybe I, I mean, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I I think that the kid is ready to even get a look with the national team if if it <laughs> if it comes down to that, you know, in one of those meaningless friendlies. But but at the same time, it's like you all you gotta say is look, we have. Carlos Alcedo, we have Jordan Silva, you know, guys with, you know, with, with league league experience and, and Libertadores in the case of Jordan Silva, you know, and we have, you know, the other, you know, Luis, I think, Lopez, the other kid from Monterrey, we've already looked at some players, I mean, if you have to say anything, you know, you could just be politically correct about it, you know, I feel like that's just, there's no need for any of that. He didn't oh, need oh, to oh, engage I, that. <laughs> he,
6: he, he didn't need to engage like, uses like that in in whatever manner he did it, but I will say this about Cesar Montes. He's the only time that they got destroyed at the season was, Pachuca, when he
4: was,
6: yeah. was when he was playing alongside El, el Gringo. ese. what's his name?
4: Castillo. Castillo.
6: Yeah, that's yeah. the only time he played. He played. He's played. He's been consistent playing with Osorio in La central, with Basanta. So you know, I think even if Frank Juarez. Castillo,
0: who's like Ega. segundo Castillo or, or which or, or... No, no.
4: Edgar Castillo. The little guy. El homie. Yeah, el homie. El homie? El yeah. homie.
0: He's a terrible defender.
4: <laughs> he is. Well, that's kind of the point, you know. Yeah. That's one of those things with Turco. He plays he plays. Uh, his defenders. His outside defenders play like wingbacks in a four-man back line. It just, it's going to expose your central defenders constantly, you know, especially when you have Walter Ayovi in front of them, who's a great player. He just doesn't have, like, the el fuelle. is Walter be,
0: like, 50 years old?
4: He's probably like in his mid 30s. Yeah. He, he had to leave Pachuca because he couldn't keep up with the pace of the team. He couldn't go back and do his recorridos, and you know they so went on, back
0: to Monterrey. So oh, he so went so, to
4: Monterrey, a team that Monterrey. plays just like Pachuca, very quick <laughs> transition, very, you know, very just kind of gung ho towards the, towards the goal. And so, but you know, whatever. I mean, I, I, look. Uh, at the end of the day, I, I don't I don't want the national team coach at any level to be addressing fans on Twitter. Let's be honest. So you not... weren't
0: were a big fan of, uh, of Piojo Herrera tweeting when he was tweeting?
4: The whole thing with Piojo was a little a little different, but, I mean, he, he was – if anything, Piojo has a lot more charm than this guy. This guy is dry, and he's got this weird thing, this very, really and strange huge, thing where he's there. kind of – well, he's, he's like – like, hey, So you are okay con que diga,
6: ponte la verde or whatever?
4: Uh, Ponte La Verde. listen, I'm gonna tell you this what I'm not okay with is Potro he needs to just shave his head. Let's be honest dude, it's over. Why do you have a ponytail man? Like you have there's no reason for you to have a ponytail. Cut the thing off, just man up. it's okay. your, your playing career is done. you've had some decent results with the national team, the youth national teams. Finish out the cycle and then get the fuck out, please.
0: Ronnie, have you ever had a ponytail? No
6: did you ever have a mullet? Who
0: has got a mullet? No. Alright,
6: you, you're asking the wrong question. Do you, you have a visible ponytail? I have a ponytail.
4: I have a ponytail, and I'm telling him shave the fucking thing off, man. You look you look ridiculous, man.
0: Are you are you are you over the age of thirty and you have a ponytail?
4: I, I'm actually thirty years old, and yes, I do have a ponytail. You know, sometimes I do it. You know, it's not nearly as douchey as it sounds, you know. You like, gonna... Do you,
1: like, listen to Bronco, like, in your car? <laughs>
4: <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs>
1: do
3: you listen to Bronco?
4: No, like, yo, no, yo, no yo no zapateo con eso, eh?
1: Do you hear that? Do you, do you listen to that Queen music? That Queen? The Queen? The yeah. Queen? Yeah. I like
4: Queen. I don't listen to it. Uh, no, no, like
1: you know. not, not, not Queen, the British, uh, the British band. Like, Queen, like, you know, like the... Queen, Queen, Queen—that
4: that type of bronco type music. Listen, let's just let's focus. Let's let's keep the focus here on on Raul Gutierrez. And how well, much the, the it... funny thing
0: was is that I read this morning because I didn't know what had happened until I saw it this morning. And people are people are calling for his job. They're like, oh, you know, this this can't. And again, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier this whole concept of 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 of, of how the press particularly views players and coaches how they you know the one bad step that a player or coach has and they immediately have to go you know that's just that's always their stock response oh he's got to go you know this guy he you know we can't have this is you know carlos vela went to a concert yeah we, we got
4: yeah it. it's got well, that that yeah. extremism is is uh, you know it's it's just that's that's what fuels the the sporting press and not just the sporting press i mean you know you can look at any any other subject you know especially we talking Mexico. about it now yeah, and now here we are. You know, we're talking about dude's ponytails and, and whatnot and whatever. You know, i the thing with, with Botro is that – You brought it up, a, man. Hey, man, I'm just saying he should just shave it. It kind of bothers me that, you know, dude, like, <laughs> it's over, man. Just cut it. Do you uh, see yourself
6: when you grow up like
4: that? When, when I get older, <laughs> when my You see, now, now you know what it's going to look like. <laughs> That's the thing. I, when, when I get to that point in 15 years, just I'm just, just going to shave my head and, and accept defeat. That's – Part of what happens as growing up, you know? But the thing with Potro is this is not an isolated incident. This has happened a lot of times. The guy shouldn't – I don't even think he knows how to properly use Twitter, to be honest. You Just don't do it, man. Just don't. Just, just stick to what you do, man. Get on the field and, and coach the players. Damn,
6: he was so mad that – Rage
1: Quit on. Huh? Hey so hey, um <laughs> speaking of hey, did Juan ever make it to the show?
0: No, we we're waiting for him. He said he was gonna join us at eight Pacific and that was forty seven minutes ago. No,
1: he was gonna talk about his you know
0: his experience at MLS.
1: And how he rustled some feathers.
0: Did whose feathers did he did he did he did he get after Arena?
1: No, no, it's just he posted some pictures of uh he posted some pictures of uh What he was eating at the press box.
0: Oh, did he get in trouble for that?
1: No, no, it's just I get salty ass pretzels. He got trouble with you. Ronnie got butt hurt.
0: Yeah. Uh, You get get when you go to the uh, Philly games, what was it? You get to get pretzels and warm water?
1: Yeah, I get salty ass pretzels (laughs) and warm water. This guy gets enchiladas. What the hell is that
5: with? I get it—the whole
4: choke on your enchiladas. <laughs> hey John, you were right about this game, I, man. This game is ridiculous. I'm telling you, it oh is the most God. entertaining game I've seen. For the, it's, oh, can we it's talk just about, back and let's, forth? Let's talk about the Scope MX. You know, when it first came back up a couple like two years ago, people were complaining about it. I've seen the last two days. I've seen at least four games that have been outstanding, man. Outstanding games. This this game has been ridiculous. The, the Pachuca Monterrey game last night was, was ridiculously good. You know, it, it's, it's there's quality here. I don't know why people just poo poo on the tournament. Let us let's, let's let's watch some more games. Well
0: the issue the my big issue with it is just its his format is ridiculous. Just you know, if you're gonna have a copa, that's great. I think it's an awesome idea. It gives, you know, the younger players a chance to play just just do a one off and play you know, the however many teams and just single elimination all the way. They should have
5: third division teams, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, my Mapaches need to play. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> that was a tremendous goal, though, by San Luis. Well, cool, you know, hey,
1: uh, Joel, they should have included uh, university teams from the beginning, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's... They should. They should have included that. I mean,. Because keep in mind, America since they America's only played one, tur- one, one Copa, and that was the first uh, the first season. No, I'm sorry, they played. Wait, they, yeah, they the, only played the, one season.
5: The first one was with two second division teams playing the final, right?
1: Uh, I think uh, yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. And then the second one, the second one, that's when uh, Puma, uh that's when uh, Cruz Azul they, they they won a trophy. Yeah.
2: Hey, there's Juan.
0: Hey,
5: oh, oh, John's this. been pretty good in summoning so people.
2: Uh,
5: greetings and salutations
7: uh, live uh, uh uh how do you say uh
0: <laughs>
7: in, in the trenches. In the, that's what I meant to say, in the trenches.
0: Well it's it's glad to hear from you. Juan, we were just talking about you. I don't know if you were listening to or not.
4: Yeah, we were Bane, shitting on you man.
0: We, wanted, we were not we were not shitting on him. being right, in, the,
1: was, Bane in the trenches has another meaning for us.
4: I know, I'm
3: drawing all kinds of weird conclusions.
1: And now, the we, guerra. Well, yeah,
3: you, know that, you heard that
0: saying. And the game was a guerrilla. That was a good one to be here. Don't us Juan popped his cherry this week. He went to his first soccer game as a member of the working press. He went to the LA Galaxy's thrilling. 4-1 victory over, who was it? DC United. DC United, DC who dominated United.
4: that game, but it's okay.
0: And uh, Juan, please give us He's your experience. Fighting. Tell us about your parking, the food that you ate, your location, who you met, who you didn't meet.
7: Oh, well, well, well I'm just going to respond to Chris real quick. Actually, from my perspective, Galaxy, you know, they they just outclassed, outclassed that other team. DC United had a couple good counterattacks. Uh, anyways, you know what, man? They serve, they treat the press really well, man. They, like, uh, when you walk in, they, you know, they have a lady. She gives you back rubs, and she has you take off your shoes. You know, she rubs your feet. And, uh, wow. Yeah. They, they like, uh, they have this special uh, carpet that has like, uh, what's that called? Airbags. Oh really? So you take off your, yeah, do you take off your shoes? You're floating basically in the air. It's pretty
4: awesome. I heard they put Sibian machines under the, where the where you sit in the press box. <laughs> uh,
7: you know, I, I think I think
4: that's that's reserved for the out of town
7: press. Yeah, that, that, was that, oh. that was for Chivas oh. USA. That
0: was for Chivas USA. Yeah, the local press.
7: Doesn't get that. So I, you know, I, <laughs> and I yeah yeah. yeah no, but I think, hey, good article. Uh, good article. You know, I good think article. A, 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 oh, thank you guys. I I, you know, I tried. Um. Yeah, you know what? We didn't get to interview Giovanni. Man, he was uh he left the stadium early. Uh. We uh, we did uh, I think we got a clip of Paul Le- uh what's his name? Sebastian Leget. Yep. He was probably the most interesting player on the field. Uh, uh, there's I think there's a clip of Steven Gerrard. I don't know if uh, I got it to to Bento.
0: What uh, uh? What was the uh, the scuttlebutt around Giovanni? Was he really injured, or was he more? Did it take him off the field because he's just being ineffective? And then they said uh, to me to me I think he he
7: seems ineffective I mean his sub his sub came in and basically was involved in the, all he never, of the yeah he
4: scored two goals got an assist and drew a penalty on the, on, the, on the other goal I think it was, you know so yeah, Mike, Mike McGee who is a, a MLS journeyman the guy is probably making at best 200 200 year. You know, and, and he goes on the field, and and in in forty minutes, puts Giovanni to shame. Absolutely to shame.
0: Did uh Giovanni was he carrying a spare tire, or, or did he look fit?
7: No, he looked he looked heavy, man. You hear me? Yeah,
0: we hear yeah.
7: you. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he looked. He actually he looked really out of, really out of shape. He was he was like, what what can I say? He was like in in everybody's way. So as soon as he came out, uh. That opened up the space for like uh, that. Sebastian Legette. It opened up the space for for these guys to to create more chances and kind of because like yeah, like Chris mentioned, McGee's more of a direct player. So you know, Giovanni kind of he wanted to dribble and I mean, he, there's like one clip I think of him like making a guy lose you know but, uh, lose his balance or something. But he was really. I just think, I just think they he's not the player they they really need. He's just there to draw absolutely. You know, the the demographic and I mean I, I you know I just
5: Juan, so I, Juan do you do you think Geo likes players to link up with
7: um yeah I, the this sp- the playing style doesn't compliment him at
4: all that's absolutely. true uh, absolutely uh, uh, like, uh, they had,
7: uh, like they had like they had this this, uh, this national team guy what's his name Zardes Chris Nelson probably yeah. I'm sure he he's got a poster on his wall um, of course. I wake, uh, up to
4: him, I wake up to him every every morning. Scratch and sniff.
7: <laughs> oh man, but so like uh, you know this guy, he's a you know this is just a different style of players. Even Gerard, he has trouble. He's, he had a really slow start, man. Like his first two touches were bad. So there, it's just the team is not set up for Giovanni. If the team was built around Giovanni, I think he would do. He'd you know he'd definitely be a different type of
0: player.
4: Well, Giovanni yeah, a
0: counter-attacker. I mean, the, that, that is where Giovanni is at his best. Is That's, a, that's, is, that's an excellent counters. point,
4: John. I was just going to say, if you look at Gio's career so far, you know, Mallorca, Racing, the places where he really had more, more than acceptable success, they were all counter-attacking setups. You know, even with a national team, you know, when Vasco took over and, and Giovanni sort of got involved again, he thrived in a <clears> counter-attacking <throat> system. I mean... He's not the guy that, you know, and, and I think Quan is on point. I think that what it comes down to ultimately is just that the playing style does not suit him at all. And I think that's well, gonna apparently be apparently
0: he's do the double doubles.
4: <laughs> 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 you,
0: well, that's you a know, that's
4: a fair point.
7: That team, it's built around Robbie Keane. You know, Robbie Keane is their he's their captain, he's their he's yeah. their he's the man, he he's the man, you know, he's he's in he's in all their advertisement, he's I mean he's doing restaurant reviews <laughs> the last time I saw so you know they don't they don't need that many guys walking around the pitch uh looking to pick his spots and so they they're just tripping over each other's uh
0: was the uh atmosphere good
7: uh yeah you know what it was actually i mean you know it's it's family friendly they i think i i heard some press people talking about um that the 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 fan club had gotten suspended last year because they they had flares when they weren't supposed to, and they were—they were doing smoke bombs. Um, so it's kind of in, in that regard, they really—they really tempered it. But I mean, like, I guess they got like two or three fan flank clubs on opposite ends, and they—they they seem to cooperate, unlike unlike the uncivilized people uh, that support Blue América. Ooh, <laughs> that are Ooh. fighting each other after the game. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> and before.
7: And before and, and during, during, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I mean, it's so a tell nice us about the enchiladas,
0: good. man. They look delicious.
7: You know what the, the enchiladas—they were, they were good, man. They had a, they had free guacamole. You know, burned, uh Fernando mm. would approve. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. You know what, John?
5: This, this, is ruin, this is gonna ruin going to the stadium for you because next time you go, if it's not at Spurs. <laughs> Once, yeah, you have to stand, once you have to stand in line for the bathroom or, or yeah. you're in a bad seating section, cuando, cuando va a el agua, you're, oh, you're yeah. going to be like
0: yeah, just hating it. Man. I'm, I'm going spoiled. to Vancouver in two weeks. I'm going to BC place for when Canada plays <laughs> Mexico. So uh, I don't think I'll get enchiladas. Now, I'm curious. Now, here in Texas, Chiladas. we have enchiladas, but it's like Tex-Mex, and they put chili on top. It's, yeah. A. Hey Hall
1: Hoyle is right because at I mean honestly I think since I started you know working you know the press going to games I think I've been to maybe one or two games as just as a regular fan and the experience just sucks.
4: Yeah, it's not the same. Is it? A fan? <laughs> <laughs> it, no internet you gotta, you gotta sit, you know, uh, three hundred well, well, feet well, up and, well, and here's, can't see okay, anything. Okay.
1: All right. Well, the thing the thing about it is, my my brother used to give me uh, tickets to go to the Eagles, but we used to go in the in the, in the press boxes. And you know, I mean, it was like okay, pretty cool.
0: Did you sit uh, in the seven hundred section?
1: No, no. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was it was in the luxury suites, in the luxury suites. Oh, I did mean, you one ever one get
0: you? arrested and you had to go to Eagles? Uh, no,
1: no, no, no. Every time, every time I every time I go, it's because the Cowboys are in town, or you know, and some of my, bro- my some of my brother's uh, clients would give them tickets. Uh, to to go to the luxury uh suites, so, so I mean, they were always fun. They were always great. But, uh, but then, but then there was this one year where my brother goes, "Hey, I got tickets." He said, "Do you want to come?" I said, "Yeah, sure." I said, "You know, the first thing I asked luxury suites." Yeah, yeah, they're uh, it's up there reserved and everything. So we go over there and little, you know. I know that they weren't really the luxury suites it was just basically you were up there oh, you were having uh, to sit
0: with the people yes How awful! <laughs> and, and then I'm like and then wait, I'm stop like, stop I think that this, that this is appropriate for one of these it's no. time for Ronnie's rant Ronnie's <laughs> rant
4: <laughs> then by, by halftime,
5: I don't know what we're yelling about
4: by half time <laughs> by, by half
1: time I had to leave I, I left I just did, didn't like it I did not like it you know and then the last game that I went to go see it you know just as a regular fan was the Real Madrid uh Celtic uh a couple like couple years ago like two years ago here in Philly
0: Damn and you had to sit with the people there too
1: I I didn't mind that game because I actually went with a lot of friends
4: Oh dude you got friends dude well, yeah, well I
1: got actually like two good
0: friends yeah, here in Philly like, my image <laughs> of you is like totally changed yeah,
5: I know <laughs> they're his there um, Chad roulette <laughs> well, of course. No, no. <laughs>
0: uh, I didn't get the uh, the answer. I'm sorry, Juan. Your your enchiladas were they chicken, beef, cheese? What were they? Enchiladas
5: are loyal.
0: <laughs> you you know what they had? They actually they cock had meats. they had three three different enchiladas. meals. Did you have all three meals? They, they
7: so they had uh they had a uh, chicken tacos. They had they had carne asada tacos and then what? they had uh, the
8: enchiladas.
7: The enchiladas were cheese. Yeah, man. And you know what? I didn't even get any, but they also had macadamia nut cookies. They had chocolate chip cookies. They had, a, they had salad. They had, like, freaking gourmet. I mean, dude, these guys. they got the soda fountain, too.
5: Yeah, they got uh, it. Unlimited, unlimited yeah. drinks.
0: Now, uh, I will say this. Uh, when the Cowboys, uh, when I do that stuff uh, in the summer, at the end of the game, they do uh, tap a keg so you can have a beer at the end of the game.
4: Oh, no way, man.
0: Do they have that? Do they have that at LA Galaxy? Because if they don't, sorry. Oh, the the what? I'm sorry. What was it called? The, 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 at the Cowboys uh, NFL games, at the end of the game, they, uh-huh. they in the press box, they tap a keg so that you can have a beer at the end of the game.
7: Oh no, the, the, nah, man! They didn't tap a keg. So unlimited drinks. That's the only thing that was missing. Uh huh. They had cookies.
5: You, you used to be able to go and get them from the um, from the restaurant, and it used to be connected, so you could walk from from the press box. You could walk to where the Galaxy has their like Rex rest, restaurant,
8: mm-hmm.
5: and then you could buy the beer and bring it back. That's great. Can, but then they, they kind of like blocked it off.
4: Yeah, they probably don't want the press guys to you know, drugs, chugging like, beers and doing well. keg stands. I yeah.
5: did for for a Mexico game. They did. Yeah. They were giving away free bot lights.
0: Yeah. yeah. you, you ended up whole game. the whole game, dude, huh?
4: <laughs> That's gross, yeah. dude.
0: So there was one time I hey, went dude. to uh, the Ohio State Stadium, Ohio Stadium, when Texas played there like 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, they had a very nice price box. They had barbecue for us because, you know, we don't get enough of it down here but uh, there was a little, like a 90-year-old lady who was in our level that we were on the photo deck, and she had a Tupper full of snickerdoodles. I'm not a snickerdoodle <laughs> guy, but her snickerdoodles were delicious. There you go. I really enjoyed her snickerdoodle. I'm did, not going
5: to lie. you I'm take sorry. some to go, John?
0: I <laughs> no, but we almost got into a fight. We almost got into a fight after that game, because Texas With won. With
4: the lady, the 90-year-old lady? No, no, no. The mother did
0: going after the last snickerdoodle. I did not. No, I left the last snickerdoodle for my my announcer friend. He he <laughs> made sure that he got them. But anyway, no. But at the at the end of that game, the Ohio State fans were so mad that they were throwing beer bottles at little little old ladies that were Texas fans. We had Michigan plates on our car, so I thought they were gonna break our windows. I mean, it was. It was an ugly scene. And no, no, a, no,
4: no. That doesn't happen in the U.S., man. Fans don't behave that way. We know No, of that. course not.
0: You know. You know <laughs> we know that. Not. That's only totally down so, to the so savages civil.
4: down south. We know that. Yeah.
0: They're so civil. Absolutely. Well, Juan, do you have anything else to report about your your first-time experience?
4: Yeah, you know what? There was
7: a lady from TV Azteca, man, but I didn't get her – I didn't get a chance to talk to her. She seemed really interesting.
0: Was it Ines Sainz?
7: No, I wish it was Inez. No, it was a different lady. I, you know what? To be honest, I don't, I don't recognize her. I think she's, she might be lower on the totem pole.
4: Steca uh, America. Yeah, it
7: was one of those Steca America or something.
4: Yeah, next uh, time, next time you see the Tev Azteca people, tell them to spend some money on the production values because they're absolutely terrible, man. Jesus. No,
0: one, one very important question: How bad was the cologne? The cologne smell in the press box.
7: <laughs> uh, the cologne smell. I don't know. You know it's what? It's outdoors, it, John. It's a, yeah. It's outdoors. The thing is outdoors, so uh, I I couldn't smell. And you know, the only thing I am gonna complain, man. Mm-hmm. Everybody got a assigned seat except me, so I didn't get the goodie bag. They were giving away like uh, you know, t-shirts and I think like I don't know all kinds of uh, all kinds of stuff that I didn't get. That's the only thing I didn't get. I missed out on.
0: Why don't you get an assigned seat?
7: Uh, I'm not sure.
5: I think Ronnie's has gotta uh, hook it up. Wait, doing? did you get did you get the season pass? Or I'm not, I'm not it, sure. Or not? I'm not sure if it's a season
7: pass or not. Uh, it says
5: on the, on the on the thing. It should say right there, season pass.
7: What? No, it just has the date, like 2016. You pass, one of those
5: disposable passes. And you just
0: is it plastic or paper thing? or plastic? Yeah, there you go. It's plastic. Oh, that's you got you got you got a season pass. Would well, you know? Need, what, you, you know, need know to write what's the done? PR guy and go. Mira, did you just do this to me because I'm a Mexican? No, you know the, that they, stuff. The Galaxy um, no.
5: at, at the StubHub, it's it's a small press box, and they have like press that have been covering that team for years. So sure, a I'm lot sure. of them, they get they get a lot of the, the preferential treatment, and then they're always getting like new reporters coming in. So.
7: Did
0: you see Luis Bueno? oh uh, you know there's some there's some I,
7: I don't i don't know all these people man there was there was, my i hope my wife's not listening to this podcast but there's this cute girl that was sitting next to me uh in a little black dress and i was like whoa you know she
0: was it, a four at best right? did you take creep shots <laughs>
5: huh did you sneak in some shots on your phone no man <laughs> did You could have pretend that you were taking pictures or uh, snapchatting
7: Yeah, i could have pretended i was on twitter man i was you know I was posting on Twitter a little bit of the game
0: now uh, more but seriously what, what is their policy on on posting stuff because I know that some press must like if you're gonna be on Twitter this you can't really do stuff during the game do they have a particular policy about that
7: uh they mentioned to me they I mean it was it was clearly visible that I was I was posting on Twitter from uh, from my laptop and from the phone so you know nobody said anything <clears throat> and you know what there was people there were there because there's this this galaxy insider guy I don't know his name I mean, he was watching the game and posting all the news. Like uh, when Giovanni came out, came out of halftime, he was like the first one to post it. Uh, when their goalie, Dan Kennedy, he,
1: he pulled the groin.
4: His name uh, is Adam Adam Serrano. He's the yeah, insider, yeah. Yeah,
1: yes. uh, here, in, here in Philly, dude, I mean, everybody's on Twitter. Sometimes they're even watching games on Fox Sports on their tablets.
0: Okay, so they don't have a policy, I guess. As, as not as well.
1: to my knowledge, no, not to my knowledge. Oh, you know what? Going, going back to the thing
7: about hey, your
1: life. Uh, hey hold on, hey uh, Juan, did you did you uh, print out my uh, my spreadsheet? <laughs> the butler one? <laughs> What's that? Oh, no. oh,
0: the ninety liner.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought the butler report.
7: My bad. I mixed <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs>
0: Jesus.
7: <laughs> now Did did you did you print out my my spreadsheet? You know what, dude? I I I you know with, with uh, Fernando.
0: I think we're we're gonna get a litany of excuses why he
7: didn't. I That's did. A co- I used it. Uh, okay. You guys, used it, uh, you know what? I can I I'll, I'll give you guys a link later of the one that I that I made uh, because uh, all I did was I just you know, make it to my liking, but it was very useful, man. Thank you. That was uh, you're uh not as dumb as you look, Ronnie.
8: <laughs> well, as
7: your as your
1: mentor, as your mentor, <laughs> you know, keep using them. There's no, you, you, it was a good article. Papaya, uh, los pollitos. You said
0: that Bruce <laughs> Arena w- was only around for four questions at the post-game presser.
7: Three, man. They they only gave three questions, and uh, to be honest, okay, I, I will I will admit to being late to the presser because I got lost. Uh, I was, <laughs> I, you know, it's my first time there. I didn't know where it was, and I was like, I was the 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 thing is, they have different security, so the the stadium staff they don't know what you know which way is the you know which way the door is, and so it took me a while to get to the presser. So right at the end, I got there. Uh, I could see that I heard the DC United coach uh, mention mention that um that the the quote that I used where he's saying, "Yeah, we, we got we got roasted, but we'll be back next week." Um, <laughs> but yeah. So they they only allowed three questions for Bruce, three questions for Mike McGee. He was the only player they took to the presser, and then.
0: So they don't they don't have a mixed zone like they do for other for like national team games. No, what they, what they do is uh,
7: they let you into the locker room uh, and they have you like face the wall because these guys are you know walking around in their shorts and stuff. And uh, actually the one that I missed is because I'm telling you man it's like you know I was like I'm like okay well, you know you know I felt kind of like like a, you know in the last like a lost puppy you know. And so I missed Robbie Keane. Well, right when I saw that it was Robbie Keane and I got my phone out and I was, you know, so I missed out on what he, whatever he said. I'm sure it was all, you know, illegible. Was he in
0: his chonis, or was he? Dressed? No, no, he was, dude, he was in
7: his, like, uniform. I think he was heading out, but, uh...
0: uh, You know, he, I, 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 per, I personally prefer the mix zone better because I feel, well, maybe Ronnie would feel differently. I don't want to interview a dude in his underwear. Maybe you do, Ronnie, I don't know.
7: <laughs> He's got that uh, the tank top, right? The the twenty bucks is twenty
6: bucks. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if it's some underwear, maybe.
0: But uh, anyway, well, that's that's a very interesting report, and obviously, as we uh, the season goes on, we'll be able to give more of these. I'm actually I have a an event that I'm doing in Frisco, which is where uh, FC Dallas plays. And not this weekend, but next weekend, and I think I'm actually am going to be able to go to the game, so i 'm going to apply i can't do a season pass because i just i i can't commit to going to that many games uh because I'm in the middle of possibly switching jobs but uh with some we'll talk about a little bit later. Well, I think that that should wrap it up i think we've we've hit our our, our time limit here. We had a very entertaining show, and uh I gotta say it. We went through the whole show without one dick joke. I think we should be, I think we should be very proud of ourselves. We be very proud of ourselves. That is actually an
4: excellent point. I didn't, even, yeah. I didn't even think of that.
0: Now I did have a drop, but you know, no one mentioned that. I did have this though.
4: You still want to show me your cucumber?
0: But no one ever said anything about
4: it. So. Uh, Ronnie's going to be on point next week.
0: That's right. So we'll have to, we'll have to make up for it next week. But uh, anyway, well, gentlemen, always, uh, it's always a pleasure to discuss. Uh, the beautiful game with you guys. I think we had a great show tonight. I really appreciate y'all joining us. I know uh, some of you joined us late. But before we wrap it up, I do want to get your predictions for how the, uh, the little game that we have the Sunday between Guadalajara, Guadalajara, Guadal- and Club uh, America is going to end up. So I will start. Let's go down the list. Looks like, uh, like Rana, you're first. What's going to happen?
1: Uh, it's gonna be total rapage. Uh, three zero.
0: So three zero.
1: America. America.
0: All right. <clears throat> and we will go down the list. Joel, what you got?
5: Oh man, I I am expecting Chivas to lose two zero.
0: So you think you think it's gonna be America two zero? All right. Remember, this is being recorded, Joel. So you know, for your for your for your 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 friends and family that are listening and they're starting to sharpen the knives. You'll know why. Okay. <laughs> Fernando, what's going to happen?
6: Oh, I, I think uh, Monterrey is definitely going to beat uh, Morelia. this weekend. <laughs> It's, it's going to be a fantastic game. You know, so, uh, you know, the, the Clásico Nacional ya um, <laughs> pasó last week, and we, it was a total success. So.
0: Okay, so you say, you say Monterrey... We'll will defeat Morelia. Fair enough. Sounds yeah, yeah. good. Daniel, what you got? Daniel has to unmute his microphone. He's working on it.
6: Or he's tentando chicotazos.
7: Yeah, I think he's getting beat.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well we'll, well move, on, move on. Juan, who's gonna win the game? Well, you, are, know, are first you gonna be all... realistic? Are you gonna be realistic like Joel or are you gonna go with your heart?
7: well first of all i w- i wanna give my respects to the the to the guy manning the sound booth dude he's he's doing an awesome job i think it, what's his name uh who who's running the sound booth that's me oh oh man excellent job john uh and in regards to the game i think jolie you know he's gonna he might trip on his way to work and injure himself you know
0: yeah oh uh, <laughs> no, is losing you know two
7: zero or three zero uh
5: they just lost at home to Dorados, dude.
7: Yeah, but dude, it's at go by home. And-
5: Yeah, but you're in a no lose at home You can't be losing at home. to Dorados.
1: I'm sensing a fight between you guys. Chivas fight. Chivas fight. We've been arguing this
7: whole season because <laughs> uh, he wants Almeida out. He thinks, you know, but anyways, look.
5: Why is he trying to make Almeida out? a thing?
7: Let me tell you something. See, th- those Dorado players, half of them were in Chivas last season. side so t- 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 side <laughs> There's extra motivation for them to play well. You know, to say, "Hey, we deserve to be on the first team instead of uh, you know, your borrachos." But I'm gonna say <laughs> Chivas 2-0 because you know, exactly. You know, Chente knows what I'm talking about.
5: He he did, and Almeida did say uh, there's one thing that I agree with, and he told the player. He told the players, uh, juegan como hinchas. All right.
7: Exactly. So, and you
5: know,
7: so, you know, uh, speaking of Almeida, Jolie, he, he, he did take a shot at the America squad. He said, hey, with the money Vergara spins, he could bring, uh, 11 good South American players, which is, which I don't know, he's giving the, he's kind of starting the banter in an indirect way, no? Yeah. I,
5: I think that was.
0: He's. Juan Ribé bringing the, the Chivas it. talk hard, even surprising Joel. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah, definitely, man.
0: So, so you think Chivas is going to win? All right, Christian, what yeah. you got? Dos a cero.
4: Well, I was going to say the same thing. I don't think it's going to be dos a cero. It's going to be two one, but I think Chivas is going to take it.
0: You think Chivas is going to take it? All right, yeah. so one more for. <laughs>
4: Wait. All right. When and you
5: then, guys are, are giving this, Chivas strikers haven't been scoring. But you know what well, I mean. While well, well, you're seeing put in, Bravo on the bench, that right, yeah, was but, a good start. Yeah, player. but but the other strikers didn't score, and then you have like Quintero and and uh, Horrible. They're, they're beginning to score now. It is so a very so tough
0: that, tough hill for
5: them that, to climb. That, that that to me is going to be the difference right there. Yet. Don't like forget
7: the about. The Oveja Negra, Marcos Granados. He might come in and score.
0: He played today. He, he didn't. I think I think Hulet is going to get a hat trick, and then he's going to pass out drunk in the, in the press conference. That's what I think is going to happen. No. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel hey, Preciado, good, are you good. joining us, or are you still muted? I think he's still muted. I think he's having, he's having a, a, a conversation. <laughs> no
5: That's right. He, he needs to do three chores.
0: Hey, well, I, for every uh,
5: for every ten minutes of podcast time,
0: Chiquis, what you got. I,
2: I, I, I saw the Dorados game today. The, the, the Dorados and they they were bunkering. They had everyone back, and Chivas did like it looked like uh, the U.S. versus Mexico a few years ago. <laughs> uh, the Chivas, the Chivas uh, offensive players were four of them just lined up in a line. There were no, there weren't, they weren't. They were trying some fireades, but they they weren't working. So this is like going against the bunker, and they couldn't do anything, and then they got countered and and, and lost. I think Chivas is going to be able to score because America is going to push forward. Um, but I think America will still win. It'll be like 2-1 or something.
0: All right. I uh, watched that same Dorados-Chivas game earlier tonight, and I don't think that that's going to add any barometer on what's, as far as Chivas' performance, what's going to happen. What I did notice, however, is that the field is in terrible conditions, really, really bad conditions. So I think that's actually going to favor Chivas' Because I think it's gonna it's gonna cause America to make mistakes, lose their cool, and they probably have one maybe two guys sent off, as is their custom.
6: You know, I gotta say something about this Dorados game with Chivas. <clears throat> you know, you gotta remember that the coach, the Dorados is the Prophet Cruz. He's playing with La Volpismo. He's not uh, Chivas. Actually, you know, it's understandable that they lost. Boring.
0: <laughs> All right, we're not gonna talk La Volpismo right now. Anyway. <laughs> As I was saying, so the, the field is in bad condition. I think it's going to affect America more. It's going to affect Chivas. Now, whether Coen is right, Chivas has no scoring punch. So the only way that they're going to get goals is going to be through set pieces, maybe the occasional counter. I think it's going to be very difficult for them. Because of that, I think it's going to be 1-0 game. I think America pulls it out. I, as As much as it pains me to say it, but I do think I think it's going to be to uh, to win the game, and, and it, it just I feel dirty. I'm not going to lie. I feel a little dirty right now picking America, but I do think it's going to it's going to happen for them. And uh, you know, for Chivas, it's going to be another another lost season. You know, there they go again. Okay. Well, gentlemen, I think that that should about uh, wrap it up for us tonight here on the on the Dos Acero podcast. As always, uh, thank you guys for joining us. For the, the the many folks that joined us on on YouTube uh, for our live broadcast tonight, with all the all the questions. Sorry, we couldn't get to all your questions. Uh, we did have a very lively discussion, but we'll be back with you guys next week, and we'll talk <coughs> about the aftermath of this game, whether it was uh, good, bad, the ugly for for both teams, and we'll get into some other topics. And of course, we do have a uh, a national team game that's coming up, a qualifier up in Canada and then with we'll the uh, the return leg in Mexico City a few days later. So we'll be discussing that as well. But my name is John Jagu. Thank you guys for joining us. Christian, thank you very much.
4: Oh, yeah, thanks, John. No problem. <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> Daniel, thank you for joining he was, us.
4: He was looking at his ponytail. Thank
0: you for having <laughs> me. Daniel, very quickly, who America, America or Chivas? Chivas. Tibas wins. All right, Chiquis, Chiquis, Chiquis Garcia has got chiki has got to see a Thank you for joining us tonight.
2: Hey man, thanks. Had fun.
0: Always a pleasure, Fernando. Always a pleasure. Hopefully hey, your uh, rayados will keep going. Appreciate it, Joel. Fun times, John. Fun glad times. Glad you could join us. Glad you could join us, Ronnie. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Likewise, and uh, my name is John Jagu. Thank you guys for joining us. This has been the Dos Acero Podcast, the Yamarita production. Please join us next week at about the same time, 9 p.m. ish, central time. And, of course, you can listen to us on iTunes afterwards or you can follow us live on YouTube. And please be sure to follow us all on the Twitter. Uh, most of us do have handles on Twitter. So thank you guys very much and we look forward to uh, talking to you guys again next week. A pleasure. Thank you.